What up? What's up? Actually, that beard, uh, you got to say, oh, sorry, you guys doing an intro for us? No, no. no. <laughs> Please make fun of Paul's beard. Oh, no. I, I said that you should shave it and it would look like Saddam, but with the beard, it's like when he would, you kind of look like when he was hiding underground. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when they pulled him out of that bunker and hung him. Yeah. I'm just watching hentai and making my plans for my next attack, dude. <laughs> That's all I'm doing. Yeah, they, they found hentai, I think. Or was that Osama? Osama had a ton of porn. Yeah, but some of it was like animated porn, which I thought was pretty funny. I don't I know. I didn't why. know that. Yeah. That's pretty. Well, they don't have the internet, so he just had to get whatever they brought him. So, like, he probably didn't like uh, curate that collection. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they probably just like robbed a DVD store somewhere and brought him everything that was in it. <laughs> yeah, my dad's the same way. When he grows out his facial hair, he looks like he gets like pulled aside at the airport a lot and stuff. Even wow. though we're like very white, it's just like if you get a little tan on the way back from Florida, they take him for a random check on the side of the line <laughs> yeah you would get a random pat down for sure oh for sure i look like a you know like the russian muslims like where it's like they're white but they're you know hairy and fucking tough i don't yeah, know you can play like a good um, i've been watching blacklist you ever seen that show no, no. You play a good bad guy on that it's like a you know international crime show but yeah that's that's the look you got <laughs> i've been watching seinfeld did I'm you watch in, the special? I'm in season eight. No, not yet. Uh, I guess I'll finish the show and then watch the special. Dude, the special is amazing. Is it? I watched it yesterday, yeah. Did you like oh. it? I did. Yeah, I did. Actually, his, I got fired up at the beginning. And I was so into it. And then when he went into fi- the uh, marriage stuff, I started literally falling asleep. Yeah, I think that's when I reached for my phone. And, like, it was really clever, like, stuff. I liked it a lot. But, like... Yeah. I got distracted with my phone and then I kind of like tuned out for a little bit and I came back in towards the end. Yeah. He came in swinging and then about half, like right when he, he, he even halfway through was like, all right, I talked about my observations. I want to talk about like family. He like clearly like divided the set into two halves. Yeah. And that's where I just started gooning out and dozing <laughs> off and shit. <laughs> Surprise. I mean, like I have that type of life. You know, I thought I'd relate more, but I felt like... I was going to say, you're wifed up in the quarantine right now. I'm very wifed up. Yeah. She's home, right? Uh, for a couple months? They're all home right now. I have no headphones, so I told them, <laughs> I said, you might hear some things. I'm going to shut <laughs> We're just getting warmed up right now. Paul and I are going to start swinging for the fences a little bit. See if yeah, you canceled yeah. it by your family. Imagine. <laughs> Um, so you just been working like normal sort of? No, I, no, no, like after the, the first day of school being canceled, they had us start disinfecting the school. Then they had us do it for like a week straight, like wipe down everything. And then they sent us home and I've just been going to the school once a day for an hour a day to like pick up trash outside and make it look like it's like not abandoned, you know, Uh like mow the lawn and stuff. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, but they I'm, closed it for the rest of the year. I saw the signs. They just like, that must be really weird. That's like three months off of school for kids. It's just strange. Very strange, dude. Plus the like summer the, vacation. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Like six no months. I, uh, no, my, um, my, my stepkids, like, they don't even realize, they feel like they've been out of school for like nine months. So that, you know how time's different when you're little? 
Yeah. Like they feel like they they were like, do we go to the next grade? They don't even know what's going on. You yeah. know what I mean? My high school, uh, I was the first freshman class in our brand new high school that they built and they didn't finish building the school yet. And then a water main broke out on Main Street, like right in front of the school. And they had to like shut it, every, the, both uh, the middle school and the high school, they had to shut it down for an extra month. Uh, so we didn't start till like the end of September, I think. And it felt like I had like most of the year off. Like it was like a, such a crazy extended summer vacation. Oh, that's a bon- That's dope. That was, you guys must have been loving that. I kind well, like I lived on the very outskirts of my town. I grew up in Oxford, but I lived basically in Leicester on like the Leicester Oxford line. So yeah. all of my friends were from Leicester. Like all the kids I knew from the skate park were from Leicester, and they all like Leicester goes back to school like a week or two before Oxford does. So I had no friends. I was just wandering the street with my uh, skateboard by myself. <laughs> that's what happened. That's that's when you started to go downhill, right? Is that that's what all, I made friends with a girl that dropped out of Leicester. So she and I would hang out and just like smoke bl- bong loads and like roll blunts and stuff and like pet her cat and chill a little bit. Damn, devil's workshop. <laughs> yeah. I feel like colleges are gonna get fucking destroyed. Like no one's gonna. Like compared to the amount of people who applied like last year, I just feel like this year, like no one's going to pay tuition. No one's going to go next year. Like everyone's just going to take a year off if you graduate high school. Like why would you go right to college right now? Like Yeah, a lot of them are still doing like they're switching to online for this first semester. Yeah. I saw a skit. I, I never watched Saturday Night Live, but I watched one of the skit, the Zoom skits. And uh, they made a reference to like signing up for like a real university but they're all just glorified University of Phoenixes right now without the tech support. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just insane. Imagine like trying to get your doctorate right now. So like, that's probably already hard enough to like focus and do all the work, but now a lot of people are just going to say, fuck it and just do online. Like even if it's for a prestigious school, they're like, this is so much easier for me to just stay home. I don't have to travel or get a dorm room or anything. Yeah, they're definitely going to change their, like, this will force, I mean, it's going to force a lot of companies to change their policies and stuff, too. I don't know. Depending on how long it goes, like, like a bunch of places are going to do takeout now, like, like only. Like, I think a lot of companies are going to be like, why do we even serve people inside the restaurant? Then we have to clean up after them and do all this bullshit when we can get, like, half the size of a restaurant and just give it to people in their fucking cars. Yeah, but people will stay and eat and just keep ordering food and drinks. Like, most restaurants make most of their money off of alcohol. That's true. Yeah. But I don't know how long it's going to be. I hear a lot of different things. So it's like... Hopefully more people work from home because then traffic's going to be fucking sweet. My commute will be like 15 minutes. Yeah, lately, because I started working again a week or two ago and uh, traffic's been like not that bad. Like, seemingly. I mean, maybe I'm... I don't remember, but I just feel like when I'm driving around during the day, I'm just, it feels easier to get from place to place in Boston and stuff like that. Yeah. My roommate's a trucker and he's been getting to wherever he's got to go, like different state. Like he drove out to Michigan in like record time. Really? It's only truckers on the road right now. So he just gets on the highway and just puts the hammer down and doesn't let his foot up until he gets to like to his destination. Yeah. I kind of like, I'm, I have mixed feelings. Like if I want it, I really don't care about it going back to the way it was, except for comedy, like comedy clubs. That's the only bummer for me. Besides that, I've been like, I've never chilled so hard in my life. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't realize how much I needed it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's been a lot of chilling. But uh, I don't know. There's a couple of things that I just fucking going to restaurants is fun, dude. Just like going to 
restaurant with your friends or like going on a date. It's like a fun uh, life thing that you just yeah. like. March 14th was the last time I went out to a restaurant and ate with both my roommates. And then the last time I did stand up comedy was at the Wuhaha. And there were still like 40 people there. They did not give a fuck. Yeah, if they kept having shows, there'd be like small amounts of people would still show up. There's like a lot of people that just don't care, which is kind of funny because yeah. it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, I, guess I, I don't really care. Either. I just do the bare minimum. You don't care about what? I just like, I don't know, like I wear a mask and I go to the grocery store, but I don't have like a ton of like anxiety about like, oh. you know what I mean? No, like, yeah, me too. I think there's some people walking around that are like fearful all the time, but I'm just kind of like trying my best. I'm really just doing it whatever procedure i'm following i'm just doing it to like not kill somebody else you know yeah I mean? like i'm not overly concerned with getting it which is probably naive but you like, said you went to the grocery store without your mask though and you just like toughed it out just yeah, put well, a there was one, on. yeah a week or two ago when they started requiring it i was in line and some guy is walking over to like tell me to, to i had to have a mask on because now it's like required and uh i just like stared at him really aggressively and he just like turned around and walked the other way because <laughs> i was just i was like next in line and i was like dude if this guy fucking asked me to put a mask on i'm just gonna drop my basket of shit on the floor and just walk out the <laughs> fucking front door like so, i don't know it's just yeah. like dude it's just like it's so fucking stupid like people have fucking gloves on and then i see them touch money and then touch their face with the gloves on and I'm like why even fucking wear the gloves in the first place like, i don't know it just like people think they're doing the right thing but they're also like i don't know that's it's what just it, a lot of it's social signaling like you like yeah you don't want to be the one asshole in the store without the mask on yeah my mom hasn't gone to the grocery store because she doesn't want to wear a mask and then she doesn't want to be the one lady at the store without a mask i so went to target i was the only one not wearing a mask and i felt real shitty about it oh yeah you gotta wear a mask at target <laughs> it's like it's like a fashion statement there yeah even before the quarantine i should have been wearing a mask inside of my target oh for sure i feel when i'm working i have a mask on i feel weird because i'll just be like walking down the street and i just feel like i don't know when i walk by someone i don't know it's just like there's gonna be a bunch of people committing crimes because you just can't see their face so when i'm like like a bitch when you have a mask and other people don't no 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 it's like uh i feel like other people are gonna be uncomfortable around me because it's like obscuring my face you know what i mean i have like a hat i'll wear like a hat or a beanie and that at work and i'm like you could not tell who the fuck i was if i just like jumped this person right now you're just walking into random apartment buildings yeah exactly like waiting in the common areas and stuff and it's it's so fucking i hate it dude well mostly what i'm doing right now is like outside so it's not that bad I'm wondering if they're going to make them wear masks when school starts. Like, school's supposed to start at the end of August. Like, I'm hearing all different things. Like, oh, maybe they'll have kids go on different days of the week. Like, so one group will go uh, on Friday. And they're sending us all. Every kid in the Worcester Public School is getting, a, like, a EBT card with, uh, with back pay from when school closed for lunches like a loaded ebt card and i'm wondering why they're doing that now because they've been serving lunches out of the trucks in the parking lot throughout the whole thing but for this money came out of nowhere they're sending it to everybody too not even if you qualify for free lunch oh weird like a uh you know they qualify by like how the district how poor the district is overall you know what i mean so So each school's getting a different amount of money 
No, just what they're all going to get the same in Worcester. But yeah. even if you like a rich family that happens to live in Worcester, you're going to get an EBT card for each kid with like a certain amount of money on it. Maybe some people just like give them back. I don't know. Yeah. But it's just weird. Like, I don't know. I know nothing about anything besides like playing SimCity, but like injecting money into the economy, it, like all it does is like devalue the rest of the money. So like everyone is kind of like pumped about the money right now, but they don't realize that like their dollar is worth like less. So like even though it's like oh he gave me six hundred bucks, it's like well it's actually like four hundred because like when everybody gets that money, it just devalues like all the I don't know. So it's just a weird uh, like it's good like people need money they should give it out, but I don't think people realize that like that has like long term effects on like the economy. Like you can't just yeah, inj- yeah I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I just everyone's gonna be like working and like in a year or two, and they're just not gonna be able to pay their bills because everything's gonna be more expensive. You're saying this now, but you were Yang Gang. You want that UBI? <laughs> I wasn't Yang Gang, dude. You definitely said Yang Gang multiple times. I mean, it's catchy. I'll say anything. It's catchy. Dude. I mean, <laughs> in 2016, you catch me saying "Make America Great Again" once or twice because it was just a catchy slogan at the time. You know what I mean? I didn't know. Yeah, MAGA just rolls right off the tongue. I, yeah, I just say okay. it randomly. I think that was that's a Biden's problem. He's not going to have any catchy slogan. You know, no. I'm with her. It's just a terrible slogan. I would if just, Biden had a slogan, he would immediately forget what it was. He would just have a new slogan every day. Yeah, that's true. How come the Bernie? What happened to the Bernie Bros when Bernie uh, endorsed Biden? Dude, everyone got real quiet. Yeah, I don't know, dude. It's, dude. <laughs> you know, because they have real problems right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just it's oh god. I don't know. It's funny to me, like, I don't know. Maybe he could have been, like, a savior. But it was really weird to me that everyone was just, like, all in on Bernie Sanders. And I was like, I'm sure he's, like, a better choice than some. But, like, I don't know. He's just, like, an old politician. Like, how much is he going to, like, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy that people get so fucking involved. When I feel like, like, your mayor is, like, more important in a lot of cities than, like, the fucking president is. I don't know. Maybe that's stupid of me. But I'm just no. like, I hear I you. Yeah, if you don't know anything at the local level, then like you got to start. But part of me is like, what am I even? Why am I even trying to talk on this about any? <laughs> yeah, no, it's stupid. It's educational right now. <laughs> I try to read a news article every day, and then I just click on one of the ads, and I just end up scrolling through like back massagers and stuff. Jimmy, like, did you do the roast of the mayor of Worcester? I did. Yeah. That How did that go? Uh, I don't even know our mayor's name to be honest. Joe Petty. Joe Petty. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He, yeah. Is he yeah. Italian? I don't know what he is. <laughs> that was a, it was at the Irish Center. And yet we kind of roasted the whole city, you know. Um, yeah, that was awkward because I was just like, I worked for Worcester Public Schools. I was yeah. like, this is going to be in the newspaper. And it was. <laughs> and there were like people commenting on the TNG article when they posted it, like how distasteful some of my jokes were. Oh my god, dude! What was your most distasteful joke, dude? I can't even remember. I talked about this was like, well, this was over a year ago. I talked about the, I forgot. I had a joke about the goat running for. They had a goat run for mayor in Vermont or something, and I was like, uh, I said, Joe, I heard that uh, the llama at Green Hill Petting Zoo just took out papers to run against you next year. So, you know what I mean? Something like that. <laughs> that was like a cute almost, one, though. That was a cute joke. I can't think of a distasteful one. Dude, people get mad at nothing. Yeah, I had a few burns, but 
Especially Doing a roast of anyone that's not a comedian never goes well. Yeah, it's always he liked terrible. it. He came up to me and shook my hand after. He's like, "I'd love to have you back next year." And uh, of course, uh, I don't know the virus. Yeah, because yeah. wasn't it like March last year? Yeah, I think yeah, end of February, early March. Don't you have to assume that maybe because I guess Tobin makes a lot of money in construction, which a lot of construction sites it looks like nothing changed. Like every time I drive by a construction site, it's just a bunch of fucking dudes working. Like it's no big fucking deal. <laughs> but I just feel like a bunch of the clubs are going to have to close. Like he, he's not making that much money off most of his clubs. You know what I mean? So right. it's like, how is he going to keep them open? It's just like, and some of his clubs have, are like good real estate that like someone's going to give him a really good offer for like Nick's comedy stop, dude. If someone just comes in with a really good offer for that place. Oh, I guess he rents it. I don't know how it works. I don't know if he owns the dance portion of it, but La- laugh might be the only one that he actually owns. Yeah, so and that's got a restaurant inside of it, so he makes all the money off food and booze. Yeah, I think there. laugh will stay open, but I think he's. I wouldn't be surprised if he just lets go of like everything else because it's just like how long is this gonna last? And like Comedy Attic is just like hemorrhaging money as it was, so it's like is Worcester Comedy dead? I don't know, dude. I guess so, or maybe it's gonna be a fucking perfect for a new club to pop up or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe there'll be a bunch of open real estate that people can scoop up and turn into comedy clubs. Yeah, that's true. So I'm thinking comedy is one of the, like, with concerts and stuff, there's just way too many people, like, crammed together. Whereas comedy, the audience is sitting down and you can space out tables enough. Right. Which sucks, though. We love when they're all close, modeled in. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to end. I just think it's going to be one of the last things like because a lot of shows are in restaurants and stuff and bars and uh i just think when they open up it's going to be like last on their priority list to like get their tuesday bar show up and running again you know what i mean they're probably just going to be like so overwhelmed with like everything yeah else. if there's a limited capacity for just eating then there's really no incentive to cram extra people in for any type of entertainment yeah so we'll see it's probably dead and i can't i can't do comedy online so i don't know what to do oh like a zoom stand-up that's just impossible it's impossible for me like i some other people can do it but i just it's like i can't i can't do sketches i can't do anything the only thing i can do is stand on stage and tell jokes like i have no other ability to provide comedy in any way i'm terrified of the zoom stand-up shows i mean i've i've fucked around making a couple videos here and there have i have fun with that whatever yeah, Brianna's show is fun. I did. Uh, we both did that with the yeah, you write five too. jokes and just record yourself saying them. Yeah, and you yeah. So there's really no awkwardness of like a Zoom, a room full of Zoom people watching. Yeah, because it cuts before you would be like sitting there waiting for some sort of response. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea what that would be like. I'm terrified of that. I've yeah. done some of the Worcester Zoom open mics, but like, I'll just like throw out some ideas. Yeah. They're not like full-fledged bits. I'm like, I got this premise and maybe this punchline. And like, if a couple people laugh, I'm like, all right, I'll put a check next to that and really try to work it on stage whenever that is. But otherwise, I just like going in Zoom comedy rooms just to hang out. And that's what the Worcester one turns into. It's just everyone talking to each other. The next one? Yeah. Yeah, I did that like the first week they did it. Yeah, and I thought it was fun just to hang out and shit. But still, like, say if they were like, like, you know, like Laugh Boston's booking a stand-up show you know and you're gonna do like a 10 10 minute set yeah <laughs> fuck that dude just can't imagine 
I think some uh, people are rigging it up so that you can hear the audience laughing. Yeah. But then I would be afraid someone just goes in there just to troll the whole time. Maybe they would like immediately boot him out, but right. Yeah, well that's the easier part is that if someone gets too drunk, you can just literally just delete them from the conversation <laughs> instead of fucking like having to go over there and like have a conversation with them. So uh. which most comedy clubs do not deal with at yeah. all. Like when I work the door at the woohaha, I'm like, I'm not getting paid to go handle some guy right now. Dude, I know. That was the thing. I, yeah, that's like, I don't know. But the, uh, yeah, fucking Zoom shows are like terrible, dude. It's like, I mean, whatever. Other people are enjoying them. It's fine. But just personally for me, it just doesn't uh, do anything. I guess my plan is to just fill a notebook. I'm not even want to test my stuff on Zoom. I'm just writing stuff that like I think is funny now. And none of it's going to work. It's all about like video games and comic books. I just wrote a lot of jokes that like, because for the last two years, I've been trying to write jokes that work. And now there's no reason to like write jokes that work. So if I write something, I just focus on like making it as funny as possible to me. So okay. that's fun. But uh, I'm just going to try to get like a notebook of shit together, I guess. So in like a year or whatever, when we can do it again, I'll just like have a ton of shit to like rifle through. That's but, a good idea. I haven't been able to write much. I, I'll sit down and I'll write, but it's just a bunch of doo-doo comes out. It's yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. I started writing a script. Like yeah. I'm just trying different shit. I wrote, I read like a, a script writing book. So I've always wanted to do like, I've always wanted to write one. I've always had a story in my head. So I was like, this is the perfect time. And, uh, but you know, it you might, might just get head. jokes out of that too. You might just like write a scene and then just think to yourself like, Oh, I could just make this a bit. So it's yeah. Like, yeah. But some days I wake up, like I got like, you know, I'll write a few pages of it, then I'm like, this is a piece of shit, dude. Just like any yeah. joke, you know what I mean? Like, All I scripts are pieces of shit in the beginning, for sure. Yeah. You have to edit that shit like 30 times. Yeah, you're you just gotta... moving that muscle, though. Right, right. It's good. You're both I've been just... using that flow state you told me about. Oh, yeah. yeah. How do you like that? Pretty good. It's good. I, I've lost some shit, too. When I... <laughs> you stop typing for seven seconds, and it just deletes everything. Yeah, which is brutal. But, uh, I've learned your little trick to just keep clicking like a, just click. Just one. hit a key. Yeah. Just hit like F, 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 F or H, 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 H like over and yeah. over and over. Yeah. No, that keeps the muscle going. I don't know. I freak out a little bit. I'm like, when, when everything first shut down, I felt like I was doing so many shows that I was like, oh, this won't phase me. I'll get right back on my feet. Now it's been so long. I'm like hitting the stage again is going to be a little like, it's just remembering what I do or like what, what way I sequence something, you know what I mean? Yo, yeah, when I switched my phone over, I lost 500 recordings. I'm like, I could really use those right now. Oh, Have you guys had uh, dreams where you do stand-up yet? I have, I've yeah. had like two or three of them, and the same thing always happens. I, in the dream, I know that I haven't done it in a while, so I'm stressing. And then when I go up on stage, I'm trying to like recall my jokes, and I can't really recall any of them. And then there's just like me standing on stage just being like, uh, uh, and then like the dream ends. It's happened like three times. It's a nightmare. I've had, I've had two hosting dreams where like I've been put in the worst. (laughs) I was like hosting an outdoor festival or something and like no one was listening and Oh yeah, I've had a dream like that too, where you're doing stand up and like it's no one's paying attention to you at all. And uh, yeah, I've only had a couple stand up dreams. One was like, "Hey, can you do five minutes right now?" And all of my jokes left my brain. I couldn't remember anything that I was like trying to like write something down on a note card. I couldn't remember any of my bits. 
Yeah. Fucking dude, it's weird. I didn't even know. I was on the way to a show in Maine that got canceled, and that was like a, that was like the last. I didn't really, even though everyone was telling me that this was gonna happen, I didn't really believe it, like at all. I didn't. It's not that I didn't believe it. I just didn't think. I was like, oh yeah, okay, and I just was like living my life, and then a show got canceled, and I just had no more shows, and I was just like, oh, I thought it was gonna be for some reason. I thought it was gonna last like a week. I don't know. It was, I didn't pay it was two weeks. I didn't pay any attention yeah, at all. Yeah. And it then, started as two weeks and then it got pushed to a month and a half. Yeah. And now it's going to be two months. And it's probably longer than that for like, I don't know. I'm getting suck. way too comfortable though in like this lifestyle. Like I'm, I think I got to go back to work next week. Um, Cause they want to start clearing some, they're coming in to take like all the computers out of the school. And uh, so they emailed me, you got to come in next week, like for longer hours. But I'm like, I'm having anxiety, but like going back to regular life. I started, I've, I've never been a video gamer, but I've gotten into it with my stepkids, dude. Like, nice. I'm, I'm all about Zelda, dude. Like, nice. I just want, I, <laughs> dude, I just want to play Zelda all day. That's all I care about. Dude, video games will do that to you for sure. I've beaten a couple of games that I've had. I mean, I have like a thousand dollars in video games that I never played because I'll just buy them on sale for the last like four or five years. And then I was like, oh, it's a good opportunity to just, like, work my way through all of them. So I've just been, like, grinding them. And uh, I've been streaming a little bit on Twitch. But it's just, like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with myself. Can you make money off that, doing a YouTube video on how to beat a game, like, real quick? Like, because that's what – when we're playing Zelda, all we do is Google how to beat every level. Yeah, you could, for sure. But it's just, like – it's like stand-up, though. It's, like, unless you're incredibly lucky, you just have to grind and, like, build up. You know what I mean? It takes like six years to get a YouTube channel like off the ground. Yeah, especially you know, nowadays. You have to be super consistent about it too. Yeah, and yeah. you have to find like a niche. So it's like niche. It'd be funny if you were just like drinking beers and like just trashing through levels. And <laughs> is there a, is there a gamer dude? Because they're always pretty like. That's cool. most Twitch channels. Oh, no, nah, so I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm not on the Twitch yet. I don't know. I'm, yeah, there's a lot of like clean cut. I don't know what to do. I mean, I wanted to do something like that, but you know, I'm just uh, sorry to be productive, dude. Especially now that I'm working, it's just like I don't know. I, I talked a little bit about Jesse. It's so weird now because every morning I wake up and my whole most of my day is just things that I don't want to do. And it used to be the same way, but then it would be followed by things that I want to do, like stand up and all the shit. Yeah. And now every morning I wake up and I'm just like, well, like most of today is just going to be shit I don't really want to do. And it's so weird to just be like, I don't know. It's just like how long? I wish there's like a, a, a time, like Jesse said, you have like a prison sentence. At least you know like when the fuck you're getting out of prison. But right yeah. now it's just like, dude, if it's going to last a year, then like I'm going to like do something else. Like. I don't know. Like a lot of the stuff I was doing, the job I was working, the place I'm living there, I was only doing all of them because it was good for stand up. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm not going to do stand up for like a year and a half now, it's just like, all right, well, maybe I'll just like move into a studio or something. Like, I might take my OnlyFans a lot more serious and just try to build a big gay following and just jerk <laughs> off for dudes for money. Yeah. I don't you know. Probably dude. rake it in, dude. Probably. I got, I got a little twinkish body. I might be able yeah. to. You get it, wax. It would just it would be something you could never live down. Like it might work for you. Like say stand-up came back six months into your OnlyFans career. Like get the next Mateo Lane, dude. 
Just have uh-huh. like you, you just be the next Mateo Lane, have all gay men as your audience. Yeah, does he have an OnlyFans? He's a good looking dude. I might follow that. I don't think so, but he posts a picture on Instagram. He's ripped. <laughs> oh yeah, he's ripped, ripped, ripped. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta start working out a little bit more. Oh, for yeah. sure. Become a muscle twink. That's what I was thinking is like I delete my social media and if I could do this, it'd be great. It'd be sick to just not see anyone for four or five months and then when they saw me again to just be like excessively ripped just like over the line like very obviously doing steroids like oh you have the dan bilzerian look dude dude i said that to jesse dude no i said that to you (laughs) dude i want to be fucking bilzerian hell yeah he's got that shaped beard though i I gotta shape mine i I order a little kit watch a tutorial on (laughs) dude i've been watching beard youtubes and there's such a huge fucking culture for it. it's so fucking weird just a bunch of dudes like so serious about their beard like, i watched the video of a guy giving himself a skin tight fade in a he had like this like wrap around mirror that went around the back of his head i don't like i would be so afraid to fuck that up though oh, Dude, I can't do that one of them was like top five reasons a beard has changed my life and the guy's just like more confidence blah, blah, like all these fucking things and i'm like it is funny because it is like i mean i definitely did it like i've posted a few pictures online to like show off my facial hair just so fucking stupid but it's like i don't know well dude like when did the beard become like you know it used to be just you had a beard because you didn't feel like shaving it that's mine yeah dumb to shave your beard. it was like a tough guy lumberjack biker type of thing and then yeah. hipsters co-opted it in like the early 2000s and then now just like everyone has one yeah yeah, it's uh, I I, I bought a beard. I, I, I bought a wash, dude. Oh shit! I bought a beard wash and a beard oil. You got like a grunge look going on. I know. Look at that. Oh damn! You look like the lead singer of Puddle to Mud, dude. <laughs> puddle Puddle of Mud. Puddle it's up. almost like a Dave Grohl. Yeah. Oh, Taylor Hawkins, the drummer for Foo Fighters. That's oh, yeah. Yeah. pretty gnarly. Yeah, it's just fucking weird, dude. And know what's super funny is like. Uh, I listen to these huge podcasts and like all the comedians are super bummed out, which is understandable. But it's weird that like a comedian with like fifteen thousand fucking dollars a month in Patreon to be like, "Oh, this fucking sucks." And I'm like, "Yeah, but dude, it sucks so much less for you than everybody else in the fucking yeah. world." Like, imagine people that are fucking that even if they make a lot of money, like a lot. Of, I don't know. It's just bizarre to me. And uh, I feel bad. That's why I had to get off social media. I just yeah, I was watching Joe Coy on the Fighter and the Kid, and he was selling out arenas. He had an arena tour booked, yeah. and now he's gonna have to go back down to very minimal audiences. Like he can't do twenty thousand people anymore. Well, at least this will be a lot of stand up. Will hopefully it'll be only people that like love it rather than it being like a fucking like a ma- like a yeah. a, a career option to become an actor. Yeah. I'm excited to see who gets pushed down to our level. Like, what type of comics are going to end up like back to miking and doing bar shows and stuff? Dude, all the bar shows are going to be full when we get back. We're we're going to have to go back to miking completely. Like, we're going to have to book a ton of bar shows. Yeah. <laughs> just go ham with it, trying to scoop up as many as we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like right when it starts, dude, like Bolger and like Will Noonan, those guys are just going to be doing every weeknight show, like every right. shitty weeknight show that before they probably wouldn't even think about doing. They're just going to take the time. And then that's just going to bump, like, everybody down. So. Yeah, so we need to get bar shows and just book all these people that get pushed down to us. Yeah, 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 true. And uh, I don't know. Some people might quit. I don't know. I'm thinking there's going to be an exodus of, like, mid-level comics. I hope so. Yeah. Big-level comics? Mid. Oh, for mid. everybody. I just feel like a lot of people who 
they're just gonna like like hanging out of their house and they're gonna like having a fucking girlfriend and a dog and then, like some of the people that do big podcasts might want to not do the road like they were anymore if they're making yeah. 15 grand on patreon you don't have to go across the country yeah right. so we'll yeah. see or just it might never happen again maybe this is how we'll live for the rest of our lives it's funny how like the youtubers the the ones that were you know coming to the clubs like the trevor wallaces and shit they're still they can still like do their their shit you know yeah because it was all in their kitchen anyway yeah it totally didn't affect them really they can still get products shipped to them and like wear a t-shirt and a video and get paid five grand for it yeah and everyone was making fun of those youtubers before this but they were the smartest ones they were completely prepared for this crazy maybe i'll just get shredded and i'll start like an instagram motivation page just like post a high-res photo of me like doing fucking flies and just be like yeah. never let your fucking demons overtake you you gotta you need wake to post up. a lot of befores though you need to start taking those before pics right now uh, word i think dude maybe this is I, this is definitely not true but i always felt like i could do like half the amount of push-ups to somebody else and get the same amount of muscle i don't know why but my body just like my body shifts i'll go up and down 20 pounds like a month my body whatever i'm doing it's just like it latches onto it. I don't know why, but we'll see. I'm like that too. I, I swear to God, like I, I eat shitty for one week. I'm a fat dude, and then like yeah. for two days, I'm like kind of starting to show some muscle tone again and shit. Yeah, yeah if I, I do keto for root. two weeks, I get shredded, and I get the dick root too. I want to get dick root. That's what I want. Dick root. That's like the the cur- the that oh, knee above oh, your yeah. dick. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's that music video where the dude's like naked and it's just like you can see his dick root up? Genuine? Yeah, no. yeah. No, no. Uh, D'Angelo. D'Angelo. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to get like that cut, dude. I'm gonna put that dude's picture on my wall. That's impossible. That's if I was that ripped, I could probably wear a do rag. You know, give me I think you need. I think you need to uh, take some. Uh, what am I trying to say? PEDs. Oh, I will. I, I just need to get started. Once I get like kind of cut, then I'll you get need, into the You need some roads. HGH or like do uh, yeah, some I'm not TRT. About that at all. Yeah, you need a lot of supplements for that. I feel like Paul, you'd get big, but like to cut up to that level, you'd really need to like. You gotta supplement. completely cut out sugar and carbs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't even want to get like. Uh, I, I I would be fine being like one of those dudes who's really strong, but like if you see him from far away, he kind of looks fat. I'd be okay with being that guy too. Like, if I could fucking deadlift, like, 400 pounds, even if I look fat, I think I'd be all right with that. Like, I don't give a fuck, dude. Like, those guys that have to, like, walk, like, sort of lean back because they have so much fucking weight on the front of them. Yeah. There's a lot of power lifters. Like, they're basically just fat guys. They're not, like, cut, though. I feel like I could do that. Like, because I eat a lot. I can eat a lot, dude. And then... Just become a competitive eater and do uh, mukbang videos and just, like, eat a ton of food all at once. Maybe, dude. I got to find something to do. That's for fucking sure. If this goes on for a long time, I'm not going to be doing my same job. I'll just work at a fucking gas station or something. Like, like I might I try know. to like start up in my Peloton following. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> oh, yeah? You're, you have a Peloton? Oh, Are yeah. Are Peloton yeah. influencers? The Peloton game is strong. I, I can't flip my camera. I showed you guys this before, right? Can you see it right there? Yeah. Yeah, right, right next to the bed. You should make a <laughs> podcast where you are on a Peloton and your guest is on a Peloton. And oh. you guys talk the whole time. Dude, it's Sweating it's, it out. It's very interactive. Um, yeah. You get high fives while you're riding, too, from other riders. So, like, 
And I always, you always want to check out the profile if it was like a chick that just high fived you, like, oh, who's that? <laughs> yeah, I know a chick who got a Peloton, and uh, within like, I mean, she was already doing spin classes, but within like a few months, I saw her again, and it was like, it was like a noticeable, like, damn, your like body is like noticeably changed, like two months. So, well, that's how I've been maintaining what I do, like this whole quarantine. I eat whatever I want. And then I just get on the Peloton like every other day. So I, I'm not getting ripped and I'm not getting fat. I'm just like maintaining. How know? long are your sessions? I usually do like a half an hour. Yeah. But you strip sweat like a maniac, dude, like just soaked. And then you're, then you're kind of horny after and jerk <laughs> off in the shower. You get that testosterone <laughs> flowing? Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah i gotta find something i kind of want to find an exercise that would also give me like a skill like uh i don't know like jesse does rock climb like i want to do something that's like more than just play know, a or sport weightlifting school too i guess play but, i don't know basketball i don't know if that's going to come back anytime soon yeah i don't know either dude Fuck california's going to allow uh one-on-one badminton you can get into that okay nice dude that, the big the mat, that's like dude the biggest sports in espn next year are going to be like fucking like online poker and fucking like surfing (laughs) yeah like golf like anything that they don't dude the ufc fight last night was wicked weird with no crowd like there was this one fight that like if there was a crowd there it would have been you it would have been so loud in the arena it was just they were beating the fuck out of each other but instead like a punch would just land and it just like echo through arena it would just be like and the dude would like snap back and his eye would be cut open but it was just completely silent were the fights as intense as they usually are I don't, in in a weird way, like they were not as like like heart like oh like I get, but they were kind of intense because like when someone was getting beat down, it's just like a total silence. So I was like just watching someone like outside of a club getting beat down. Yeah. Like, is anyone gonna step in and stop this? <laughs> like someone in an alleyway getting the shit beat out of them. Yeah, but when there's like a crowd, I feel like it's a little bit like more like rah, like you know, it's fucking like blood sport. But when this shit, it was just like, yo, someone stop this fight. This dude's getting the fuck beat out of him. So dude. world star video. Yeah. That would be tough to get, like, I wonder if it was harder for them to get pumped up to fight without... Yeah, I'm sure it changed a lot of things, like, if you... Did they still do the walkouts with the music and, like, fireworks and shit? No, they just, uh, I think they might have done music, and, like, it was weird, because, like, after the fight, you know, people would get up after they, like, knock someone out, and they'd be like, "Ah!" but it was just totally silent in the arena, and then he would just, like, walk back to his corner, like, slowly, (laughs) like, so fucking weird, but it was pretty cool, I mean... The UFC is gonna rake in the cash because they're like the only big sporting thing. How big was the arena? They probably didn't need a big space. It was gigantic. Uh, That's weird. They could have done it in like a basketball. Oh wait, maybe it was the performance center. I don't remember where they they could have done it it in a high school gym or something. I think the bigger arena helps with the uh, the cameras. Well, they need crew members and shit. So like, Joe Rogan was like sitting six feet away from that guy he was announcing with. They were like different tables. Yeah. So, like, I think the big arena helps to, like, so instead of only having, like, 10 people to run the show, you can have, like, 50 because it's, like, the arena is big enough to spread them out. Yeah. Which seems weird. It seems like people are just, like, I don't know. Bullshitting? Yeah, like, skirting the rules. Like, that's yeah. not the point of having a fucking rule. Like, oh, right. well, since I can have 49 people in my grocery store, so I'll have 49. It's, like, I don't think that's, like, the point of this. Well, a lot of people, like, I got the mask on, so I can just go do whatever I want. Yeah. yeah. Who knows, dude? It's, uh, and it's not gonna, dude, I already see it, man. People are not wearing, like, the first two weeks when you go to the drive-thru at Burger King, they fucking, 
masks, gloves. They would hand your money to you in like a tin. So you didn't have to touch hands. They got like plexiglass over the window for like, yeah. you're already behind a window. Why do you need extra window on the window? Yeah, I went last week and they fucking, it's totally just back to complete normalcy. It's just like, dude, yeah. the guys are going to pay like $11 an hour. You're going to make them do like twice the amount of work. No one is going to keep up with that. Like, uh. so you just kind of just got to fucking risk, risk assessment. Dude, I'm calling it Memorial Day weekend is when the switch is going to flip for a lot of people. They're just going right. to say, fuck it. And just go do their thing. Go barbecue, have parties. Well, because May 18th is the end of our stay at home. Right now, yeah. But then but then even after that, they'll be saying like, oh, still got to keep like a distance, you know? Yeah, they'll do like a, probably a slow rollout of like certain businesses. Yeah. Hopefully Boston Calling like never happens ever again. <laughs> or it, really any music festival, period. That would be something I could do without. Outdoor yeah. music festivals. That'd I love be, outdoor music festivals. I haven't was, gone to one because I don't like keep up with music anymore. But well, like a grungy one, like an ICP one, that's that's different to me. I don't know. Boston Collins seems too polished. So they're like, gonna do the gathering on Zoom this year, dude? Are they just kind of fucking <laughs> people yeah. smoking ketamine in their fucking <laughs> in their house, talking to fucking their friends? Dude, I don't know if an ICP concert is gonna happen for a long time. The mosh pit is just like sweaty people covered in soda. They're just like fluids everywhere. A lot oh, of ICP man. fans are gonna die from this virus, dude. They're didn't not a healthy bunch. Didn't uh didn't the dudes didn't Violent J and them speak out about Corona early on? Did they have something to say about it? It was like. They, they canceled the gathering. Uh, was it? Yeah, and then they donated their T-shirts to be made into masks for Detroit. Ah, that's sick. I hope they like keep the print on it. So it's just some like little kid walk around, just a giant violent J a big, face. On great it. Malenko like mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, knowing them, they were they had the promo in mind when they made those masks. Yeah. Oh yeah, the day they canceled the gathering is the day they donated all the masks. So like what they if you searched in St. Clown Posse, most of it it was weird. It must have been a really slow news day because major news outlets like CNN, Newsweek, uh New York Post, they all picked up that ICP canceled the gathering and then TMZ had an article about them donating t-shirts. But like They've been doing this festival for 20 years. There's never been one major news outlet that was like, hey, the ICP is doing their gathering again. They're going to have these acts there. Like it only made news because it was being canceled. Wow. Yeah, because everyone hates Insane Clown Posse. So like, <laughs> like every headline was like, even ICP cares about COVID-19. Like you should too. Right. Damn, dude. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do, man. Ugh. I don't think I'm like, I don't think I'm, uh, like I said, I don't think I'm missing out on much right now besides stand up. You know, I don't care about restaurants or, or anything else. You know, now, before I, mean? I did stand up, I was just like, I was doing this. I was just eating junk food and sitting in my house or like watching YouTube all day, except I was smoking pot at the time too. But like now that I don't have stand up, I was like, I don't like that feeling of me being back to where I was. Like I like lost a lot of progress. Oh, okay. Yeah. I lost like this newfound purpose that I had. And I like finally had a passion, something that I really cared about was working really hard at. Yeah. And now I don't have that. So I bought a skateboard and I ride, <laughs> ride around I Worcester. On, uh, yeah. As soon as they lift a little more restrictions, I'll take a cruise. Yeah. I got a couple extra boards. If you don't have one, we go for a, uh, I have I have some in the basement, but they might be like beat up. Yeah, they might be like 
Rusty. My roommate's got a long board. I got two penny boards. I just bought the 27 inch and then I got a, a 22 inch. I got a regular skateboard. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Yeah, I go down. There's a side street right next to Lincoln Street. Yeah. And, uh, it's not as steep as Lincoln Street is. And it's just like a steady hill all the way down. So I cruise down that. I go down to Highland Street over to Main Street. And then I cruise downtown. And then uh, I'll like whip down past the Palladium. Oh, you go around. all the way from your house downtown? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I went skating yeah. for an hour. And I, was, I got downtown. And I did like a big loop around... Um, like I went downtown, I went up Pleasant Street a little bit, and like down a side hill. I went around the Wuhaha, went down to that intersection by Green Street where that tunnel is, mm-hmm. and went up to like the YWCA, and then the cruise down over to like the Hanover Theater. God damn! Yeah, and then I like cruised down the uh, the sidewalk of the DCU Center, and then just went right back up Lincoln Street again. Back up Lincoln Street's uphill a lot, right? Yeah, I I get off my skateboard and walk. <laughs> I walked for Coke once from the Crown Plaza, which is you know the Massachusetts Pharmacy School downtown. Yeah. I walked at like four in the morning in a snowstorm. I got dropped off there to buy Coke at, at, on New Year's Eve, and my ride left me. So I walked from there in the snow, all the way to the. Do you know where the Denny's is on Lincoln Street? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, there was a Holiday Inn where Kohl's is. There was a Holiday Inn, like, because that's where we had a room for It's New near York. the Wendy's, right? Is the Wendy's there? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit okay. past it. Yeah, the Kohl's. So I walked from that four in the morning from downtown all the way there without the Coke that I wanted to buy. <laughs> In the snow, that would be pretty terrible. Like, today was a beautiful day, so I didn't mind walking up Lincoln Hill, and then I was able to skate for a little bit. Yeah, no, after a night of drinking and, like, thinking you were about to get another bag of Coke and it wasn't there. (laughs) Have you gotten the one thing I don't miss about doing Coke is the trying to find Coke and waiting for Coke, and then most of the time not getting any Coke. Right, right. Just the anxiety. Yeah. The nightmare. What What a devilish drug that is. Paul wants to have a big coke night once we can all have parties together again. He wants to do coke and ecstasy with a bunch of our friends. <laughs> of course. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I, uh, have you gotten any like texts from like old girlfriends or anything like that during this? Uh, well, it's funny you say that. I, I always, because like I'm in touch with like, do you, if you can consider like baby mamas, like, always <laughs> talks to me. No, yeah. like booty calls. Just like random, wow. like people you did not expect to hear from at all. Um, maybe I've had one or two where it was not, just like kind of weird. Trying, not trying to like not maybe feeling me out, but like um maybe too. Uh, just thinking about you, kind of. Yeah, nothing suspicious. Nothing yeah, that's wrong. what I got. I don't think any of the girls were trying to fuck me. I think one or two of them was just like, "Oh, it's weird. I like had a dream about you or something like that." Oh. So, oh, yeah. that's what I should tell you. Right? <laughs> you just reminded me. There's a girl. I'm not going to put her too on blast, but my mom like met her at like a, like an NA meeting or something. And of course my mom was like, Oh, you should, you're so funny. You should talk to my son about stand up. <laughs> this girl messages me yesterday. I think it was and got real weird, real quick. Like just like opened up, started telling me about her life. Yeah. I've she, had a couple of those over the, over the last year or two people like, I want to get into stand up. Here's like my life story and all the trauma that's happened to me. 
Yeah, she goes, uh, she was like, I, I told your mom about my libido max experience. She laughed and told me your name and you do comedy and that you're the janitor with stamina, LOL. I'm like, that's what she opened up with. Libido max? Experience? Yeah. What is that? So Gas I Gas station I, dick pill, I think, for girls maybe? Yeah. Yeah. She goes, <laughs> I've taken a couple in my day, dude. <laughs> get my back, right over my head. Get my back pussy warmed up, you know what I mean? She calls it the, the six in the box. She goes, I'm going to keep the six in the box and take that with me when I talk about it on stage someday. Swear to God. Oh, uh, so she's doing prop comedy, like right out the gate. Right. Well, you chose a really bad time to want to do comedy. Who is yeah. that girl that wanted you to book her on your uh, attic show and sent you like a video of her in the car doing bits to you? She was, she was doing Zoom comedy way before us. Huh. Oh, shit. Dude, that's what's crazy. Yeah, I don't, this is what I don't miss about getting like hit up. Like, yeah, it was the night of, one of the nights of the, the attic, the comedy attic, and I was like super stressed as it is. And my, my, my baby mom's sister hit me up. I was like, hey, my friend's in from L.A., funniest girl ever uh she moved out to la to get into show business has never done stand-up out there but would like to be on your show tonight at the comedy <laughs> she goes here's a i go does she have a clip and so she sends me a clip of her like just babbling in the car you should have stolen those jokes, dude. Wasn't most of it like her trying to find a lighter or her talking about a lighter or something? Yeah, she was like jammed and she's like, oh, where's my lighter? Jimmy, you should put me on stage tonight. Uh, <laughs> gross. She showed Wait, up. Women who talk yeah. like that should she not She came be to the show? Up. Yeah, yeah. Did she confront you about getting stage time? I, I told her, absolutely not. I, I was like, I think I was like, is this some kind of joke or something, you know? Yeah. But this all- other girl, the one that my mom just threw at me, this is, so I'll just skip to the end where she goes, a couple days later, I, I kind of, I just stopped responding and she goes, hey, I have an idea. Do you want to bring your comedy to Zoom? I know a good crowd who could always use a laugh. And she goes, I want to do that so bad, but need several people. I said, yeah, I'm not too sure about that. She goes, might be fun. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not doesn't sound too professional she goes well feel free to help me out maybe practice by recording yourself doing it and then watch it i don't know just just giving you a tip <laughs> she, she wanted you to pop into an na meeting <laughs> oh dude um fuck what did that remind me of i just said dude it's just so bizarre like i had some lady on instagram when we were running the lost shoe show she commented on the ad and she was like, oh, like I used to get on stage years ago, been thinking about getting back into it. And then I just didn't respond. It was like a comment on the ad. It wasn't even a message to me. And then she's like a day later, she replies to her own comment, like really like angry and was like, well, I guess you don't give a shit about blah, 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 helping somebody get back into comedy. Blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't know, dude. And I was just like, and dude, this is like a 40 year old woman, <laughs> woman. And I was like, what the fuck do you want me to do for you? Like, I don't know who the <laughs> fuck you are. And you're just getting like mad at me. Like, how is that a fucking, like, that's your tactic is you just like second message, get really upset at the person. Like, I don't know. I keep yeah. getting hit up by Kyle's moms for us to book a show at their new bowling alley that they're trying to open up. And I ignored three of the messages, but like, she was like, I was waiting for her to get angry about it. Cause I just straight ghosted her on it. 
Um, but today she hit me up. She's like, Hey, like, let, just let me know either way if you're interested or not. We'll like try to make it a safe ex- and fun experience for everybody. And I finally messaged her back. It was like, with all the uncertainty around live events right now, I don't want to book yeah. a show. And most of the people that I know that produce shows are saying that there's going to be no stand-up comedy for the rest of the year. Yeah. So she's like, all right, well, let me know if anything changes. The rest of the year? I don't well, know. I, I, the Wooten Annie Festivals is definitely canceled because they would they would have been it would have been booked by now yeah and then they would be reaching out to venues right now and booking dates for it so even if comedy comes back like they would end up booking this festival super last minute yeah we gotta wait for our queue for like real shit to open up before we start doing shows or we'll look like assholes oh yeah totally i'm not even like i might even hang back like if if let's say like whatever they said the 18th like we can start doing stand-up again or like i don't know like let's say a place opens and immediately 100 people are gonna rush this open mic i'm probably not going to the first i'm like let's see how this plays out with these hundred fucking idiots like i don't know i i think uh i don't know it's fucking bizarre like i just don't know what to do with myself because i don't really have any interest in doing anything else so it's like i don't know it's just like a standstill. Like every day I wake up and I feel like, am I forgetting something? I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, I'm not. I was supposed to do stand-up, but I'm not. Like, because normally every morning my thought process is like, am I going to do stand-up tonight? And then you kind of right. like decide where you're going to do it. Yeah. yeah, every every day. That's why I've, at first I liked the slowdown for a second because like I was so – because I wake up for work at 5 every morning. So – the original slowdown was like, whoa, I didn't realize like I was running and gunning, like burning the candle at both ends. Yeah. Hard. But now it's been so long. I'm like, I'm I'm like, I should take this time to find another job that like works better for my standup. Yeah. Because I don't want to be getting up at 5 a.m. every day anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. It's fucking... But then you can't find another job because there's no other jobs right now. <laughs> right, yeah. That's why I'm holding on to my job and I'm glad I'm back full-time. Like, uh, my my paycheck hasn't been that much different. Even when I was working two days a week, they supplemented the rest of the week uh, completely for the first two weeks and then 60% for the next two weeks. So it wasn't too bad of a hit. And now we're back full-time and they're still paying me a 15% bonus appreciation pay for the rest of the month. Damn. But then that also kind of annoys me because while our production is super slow, they can afford to pay me an extra 15% an hour. Like when yeah. our production comes back and grows, they should still be able to pay me that extra amount of money. Did they get yeah. any government, any government cheese come in for your company? Or? No, uh, they've actually been donating money to charities. And I found out we donated 27,000 N95 masks and like a bunch of money to, healthcare facilities around our different manufacturing and uh, like shipping and marketing. Damn, you guys got ICP beat. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Yeah, they're they're doing the best they can. We haven't had, there's like over a thousand people that work there. Um, I'm not sure if a lot of people got let go. A lot of people had to stay home to take care of their kids and family members too because all the daycares and schools are closed. And they covered PTO for those people for two weeks. They might have extended it a little bit, but um, there hasn't been an outbreak yet, which I was kind of surprised about because I work with people from all over the world that travel all over the world, visiting their families or doing business. 
because we have business production, shipping, manufacturing, all that. So there's like just people from everywhere coming and going all the time. Really surprised no one's caught it yet. As as far as I know, maybe they're keeping it super quiet. Right. But right. I, I a lot of the rooms, there's like one building, there's over a hundred people all working in tiny cubicles next to each other. And with some of those jobs, it's hard for them to like space that out. Yeah. So we we already wear masks and gloves and Tyvek suits and stuff. Yeah, you guys got like a clean type of, that's like one of those like sterile a, work environments, right? It's not like completely sterile. It's not zero particle, but it's still considered a clean room. Yeah. But we all wear uh, nitrile gloves, the U-line masks, safety goggles, hair nets, Tyvek suits, oh, yeah. booties. Yeah. Super legit. And then they spaced out all the, the chairs and tables and the lunch rooms to be six feet apart. See, that's what they'll do with school probably too. Yeah, but how yeah. are you going to get the fucking kids to follow that, dude? No one's going to wear a fucking mask all day. They'll have to stagger the lunches. They'll be running lunch like all day. It's going to be know. a nightmare. It's dude, just, just my job, it's fucking yeah. weird. Like They tell me to go to a fucking house and they have like ants. And then before <laughs> I go in, the fucking lady is like freaking out about me wearing like booties and gloves and a mask and all shit and i just want to be like maybe you just keep ants i don't know like can't you just deal with having a few ants on the ground for a few you should just weeks? spray chemicals on your hands and, like, yeah, I'm just, like i don't know what the fuck like i don't know like i told my boss I was, like i'll do the bare minimum like but if people are asking me to do these crazy things like i'm just gonna be like no like my, my fucking it's strictly from like crumbs right <laughs> and it's just like it's even if you have a lot of ants in your house it's not going to ruin your life like cockroaches or mice or something like they're just walking around they're not going to get that yeah. bad no we get them at the school every year and they make me call uh whatever i forget who we have ransford maybe yeah and they have to come and put but like dude the only reason we get ants in the classroom is because they eat snacks in the classroom you know yeah and they come and eat a few crumbs, whatever. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah, I saw a spider in the hallway of our clean room the other day. So, like, no building is safe for insects. No. Dude. Yeah, it's yeah. just weird. There's still a lot of, like, I don't know. It's just terrible. And it's like, there's just so many fucking people that I go to, like, apartments and shit like that, that I'm just like, well, th- these people certainly cannot handle not working for another few weeks like i don't know like like pretty much my job makes me realize like like most people are barely getting by like barely (laughs) it's like i don't know man it's just like you could get like a few weeks of like not getting paid but i don't know they can't sustain like I don't know. It's just not going to sustain. It's going to be really bad, dude. It's going to be like a lot of fucking Yeah, if you're a bartender that was killing it every weekend, you got nothing right now. And also the bartenders and waiters and waitresses and all that shit, they're, they don't have money and then they're not going to spend money. So all these other places that get their money are not going to get their money. And it's just like a cycle that just like is going to be really bad. And like everywhere is going to close except for Applebee's. So like, I really think in like two years, you can just say goodbye to like anything that's not an IHOP. Like, Which just, really sucks for Worcester because we have a ton of independently owned restaurants and bars and clubs. I know. I do miss the boulevard. That's what I miss. Like the hangs after the show at the boulevard diner. Yep. Yeah. I hope you come in and buy all those places or like a retail store or something like that. And there's just not going to be any independent places anymore. Yeah. And I was skating uh, uh, around Mercantile Center and there's supposed to be a Ruth's Chris steakhouse opening up over there. Yeah. And they got a ton of money from the government. I think they ended up giving it back. 
Yeah, Even they had some heat on them, I think, about it. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I think they were saying, like, yeah, there was an article, I think, like, because, like, somebody else gave theirs back, and they were like, well, I saw Shake something. Shack or Steak and Shake? Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, see. Shake Shack or whatever put everyone on blast by, like, giving their government money back, and everyone else was like, fuck. Dude, if I owned a business, I'd just be like, no. I don't care. Well, we're going to boycott this bit. And like, you're not, none of you are going to remember this. In a I month. think that money was going to franchisees, though. So it was like guys that owned yeah. these big chain restaurants. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, Maybe this will be the end of like fucking people giving a shit about stuff that doesn't matter. Because <laughs> there's just so much of it out there that it's like... Stand-up might be one of them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But I, when I come back to stand-up, I'm just going to be like, I don't give a fuck anymore, dude. Like for I'm an audience, so... though, stand-up is escapism, so yeah. people might really want it. And like, yeah. we might have to talk about coronavirus a little bit, but otherwise, they just, please talk about anything else. What else is going on in your life? I'm just gonna go as hard as fuck, dude. I'm just like, I've been in such a fucking depressed state that when I get back, I'm just gonna be like, I'm doing this to have fun. Like, it'd be right. great if you guys laugh, but like, I spent two years trying my hardest and doing it trying to do everything right and trying to be likable and then it didn't matter it just t- was taken away from me so now i was I'm just back, getting to that point where i'm doing sh- like middle showcases and not show- like doing 10 minute spots at a headliner show at the woohaha and like i was really nervous when i first started doing that i wanted everyone to like me and now it's just like starting to loosen up and just be like oh you guys don't give a shit about this like all right i'm here yeah. to have fun like why don't we all just like have fun and fucking goof it up a little bit no, I know. We definitely got fucked over, man. That was yeah. a that was a big wrench in the operation. Mm. I, I had a JFL audition in April, like a crazy. That really sucks. Yeah, that sucks really bad. Whatever. But my my only thing that I'm like, I would have rather got it over with the actual doing the audition, whether what ha- whatever happened. I have more anxiety of like, what if stand up starts in a few months and they're like, all right. JFL auditions back, and I haven't done stand up in like six months. They yet. might do that too. Those guys are ruthless. Yeah. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. Yeah, I'm but you you'll be all right. I mean, you have an advantage because I think all the people who have real lives and we're doing stand up are going to have an advantage because you're kind of used to like probably not being as prepared as you could like just because you'd be like fuck I have a show on Saturday but I have to do this thing for my kids on Thursday like so you're kind of used to that like. I got to make it work even if I'm not ready. I think a lot of kids like me and Jesse who are just literally going out seven nights a week, we're going to be rusty as fuck. We no, I think we'll – I bet to a degree we'll all have like our like riding a bike muscle memory, you know? Yeah. I mean? yeah. I still we'll, like on the weekends sometimes I would have to leave work and drive immediately to a show or to a bike. So like I didn't always have that preparation time either. Right, right. So it's, all, it's always kind of been crunch time for me too. I just super regret like uh, letting stand up. I mean, I guess I don't regret it that much, but I I just have had moments during this whole thing where I'm like, I really let stand up get in the way of like several friendships, several relationships over the past two years. And it's like, I'm just sitting here now being like, maybe I just shouldn't have done that. Like I'd probably be at the, about the same point. It really <laughs> sucks. Cause it's like, Oh, like I have nothing to do. Maybe I'll start dating. You can't date right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Jesse, your, your timing was impeccable. Yeah. Two weeks before the quarantine, <laughs> my girlfriend and I broke out. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't. I wonder if we would have ended up breaking up anyway because she was taking the coronavirus very seriously since the uh, beginning of January because she was a biologist. So she and her friends were watching this very closely every weekend. I would go over there. That's all they were talking about was uh, coronavirus yeah. and like what, like monitoring the spread and like trying to gain as much information about it as possible. So she probably would have taken quarantining and social distancing very seriously. Yeah, you would. There would have been a big blowout. It was a good good timing. Yeah, I didn't even think about coronavirus twice until after everything was shut down. I literally did not even. I would just hear it, and I would just kind of like you'd see it on a TV screen, like as you walked by in a bar, <laughs> and I just didn't even give it. Never gave it a second thought. Never it was a joke in America that. until it wasn't. Even beyond a joke to me, it was just like stuff doesn't resonate with me. Like if there was like a world war, it would take a week or two for me to actually be like, wait a minute. Is this actually going on? Like, I just, I don't know. I'm just like, I see image on a screen and I just walk by. I don't really give a fuck. Right. So. Well, the heat started coming on me like a couple, like a couple weeks before school closed. I started getting more and more teachers at the school saying like, Hey, what are you doing anything different in your cleaning routine because of Corona? And I'm like, no, I haven't heard one thing from facilities from downtown, the head of the custodial department. And I said, so until I hear from them, I'm not doing anything different. And then they they started pressing me more and more as like it got closer to like the day school got canceled. And I was like, they were like, what what are you doing different? And I was like, just telling people to wash their hands, you know, like I could spray a doorknob right now. And then another kid walks by and grabs it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't go running around like a chicken with his head cut off, spraying disinfectant all, all over the building. All the, You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the same with my job. There's so many people in like, cause, uh, every door is like security locked. So they have to have doorknobs on it and stuff. So like they do as much as they can. Yeah. And I'll try to grab it with my sleeve and stuff, but I know like right. so many people are touching but everything. Kids, dude, like kindergartners. Yeah. Like, well, what happens when like, when one of the kids gets the flu at the school, like what's the procedure for that? Nobody gives a fuck, dude. If, if a parent can get away with sending a kid to school sick, most of the time they do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cause they're like, I can't tell you how many kids have come in in the morning, thrown up immediately, and told the nurse they already threw up at their house this morning, too. <laughs> do they get sent home, or do they just chill in the nurse's office? Well, I got a good nurse now that will call, will try to get them sent home. She tries her best. Like, I had a nurse before her. They had this one. She was ready to retire. She would just tell them they you just need to eat something eat some crackers and drink a water no matter what no matter how sick they were they just needed some orange juice and like a little snack and go back to class <laughs> i had a fight with the nurse poor lady, old lady i said to her i go listen there's a literally a stomach bug going around here right now everyone's throwing up and you keep sending them back to class and she took off her nursing pin and tried to pin it on me it was like come here why don't you be the nurse then? And try to like, <laughs> Dude, I fucking, when my brother was in middle school, he broke his arm at recess and uh, the nurse called my mom and uh, my mom was out first. I mean, we were all kind of pussies. So like we would go to the nurse for a lot of stuff that wasn't real. So the nurse was like, Oh, I think you need to come to like the school. Like uh, John hurt himself. He, he broke his arm. And my mom was like, are you sure it's broken? And the nurse was just like, Oh yeah, it's broken. And his fucking arm is like a rubber fucking just like hanging off halfway down. And he was just screaming, I guess. I wasn't there, but I just heard this story. He's just screaming and screaming in the nurse's office. So she just took a thermometer and put it in his mouth. 
<laughs> being like, I need to take your temperature. Just try to get him to shut the fuck up. And I always thought it was so funny that like a kid would come down there with like his arm hanging on, and be like, oh god. And she was like, all right, we'll just let me get that temperature real quick, make sure he's good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's super funny. I used to go to the nurse like every fucking day. I would just like go down there and I would just pretend like I was sick, and they would send me back to class. I, I was one of those kids that was just like every too. day. I would I, sleep in class, and they would send us to the nurse's office, and she would let us nap through that period. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it was That's nuts. Cool. I used to in first no second grade. Me and my buddy Matt Pike figured out that if we just leaned over our desk and tapped our noses onto our desk long enough, our noses would start to bleed. Like you just start, <laughs> tapping and that's how I'd go to the nurse. Just nosebleed. I, I would just be super stoned. I would smoke weed out of an apple in my car before school, chuck oh. it into the woods for the birds to eat, and then I would just go into school super high, and then by like third or fourth period, I would just take my hoodie off, fold it into a pillow, and just lay down on it with my arms like that and just nap out. And if a teacher got mad, they would send me to the nurse's office, and she would just let me sleep for the rest of the period. And there would be a crew of us. It would be like Katie Angel and like Eric Eaton, like a few people down there just napping out. That's a pretty laid back school. Yeah, Dude, Oxford didn't really give a fuck. That's pretty dope. It's in ninth very grade, hard for them to control us. In ninth grade, I skipped school so many times that at the end of the year, my vice principal, who was cool, I had to go to summer school anyway, but he was like, you know, you shouldn't even be able to go to summer school. Like, the only reason I'm going to let you pass this class is next year. I'm going to be like on you. Like you only get 10 days off or whatever. And like, I'm not going to let you take more than 10 days off. You have to make me a promise right now. And he was like, man to man, you have to make me a promise that like you come back next year. When you come back next year, you're going to be a fucking good student or whatever. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I just transferred to the vocational school in my town and just didn't go back to that school ever again after like shaking this dude's hand and making him a promise. And then I just went to a vocational school and did the same fucking thing for the next two years. So uh Volk schools were always kind of edgy kind of badass they're ratchet yeah right? they, they didn't give a shit dude we would like uh dude we, we were we were in the computer shop so one time a kid in our class dropped a vape that he made out of a light bulb the like on the ground shop on the ground and it like made our whole shop smell like weed for like a week and it was so fucking funny because he was just like leaned over, just fell out of his pocket and smashed on the ground. And I remember just all four people in the row of computers just being like, oh shit, that, that's going to ruin. Because he, he made a vape out of light bulb and people would go to the bathroom and smoke the vape in the bathroom. That's free basic. Yeah. I don't know. I never did it. I, this is like maybe before I started smoking weed. None of us ever smoked weed in school for some reason. We used to hot box the bathroom out with cigarettes. There'd be like 10 of us passing four cigarettes around in a circle. That's an old timey thing. Yeah, there was no- the, my meme, this kid Rudy Perez, he had a blunt in, in math class in high school, <sighs> and it was a substitute. One of those, you know, when like you get a substitute, it's a really old person. Yeah, he you broke, could just walk out of the room on him. Yeah, so he broke a piece of the blunt off, like so it was like a roach almost. Like he broke one end off. We took a couple hits leaning out the window. You know, it was just like she gave us busy work. Everyone's at their desk. Then we went and sat down. <laughs> And the room reeked like pot, and uh, all of a sudden she just shuts the door and calls the main office. She goes, "Someone has been smoking a cigarette in here," and um, so and then and then she points at this Puerto Rican kid in the class. It was you, just randomly outs this random. Puerto wow, Rican just racial profiled him. 
<laughs> but the other kid I smoked the, the blunt with was Puerto Rican too, but she just picked, <laughs> she just picked the wrong Puerto Rican. And uh, and the bell rang and she tried to hold us all in the class. And we, I, it's very sad. Everyone just kind of like steamrolled her. Yeah. We had subs and even like just full-time teachers that we would just steamroll, just walk out of the class. <laughs> Everyone just get up all at once and just walk out of the classroom. Yeah. Dude, we had a teacher, en- English teacher, and he was our last period teacher, and we were the worst class ever. This guy was like a really big douchebag. He tried to be like a cool, artsy English teacher at the beginning of the year, and then so many things happened. We tried to read like 1984, and some parent complained so we couldn't read it anymore and like but the funniest thing was one day we were being such a bad class that he fucking did this huge speech probably like pre-planned out and he was like you're always gonna remember the day this was the day that the teacher walked out on you and he walked out of the room and like two seconds went by and without like missing a beat this fucking kid chris in my class is like it was last period. He's like, all right. He just slung his backpack over his shoulder and just walked out the door. And right when we walked out, the guy was just like leaning against the locker. He's like waiting outside. He's like, get back in the room. And Chris is like, oh, my bad. He like went back in the room. He's just such a corny fucking. Uh, and we never respected him again. He like lost all respect from us that, that day. What a dork. Dude, it was a huge dork. And uh, oh, God, I fucking hated that guy so much. He the just last tried- couple of years of my high school, they actually weren't so chill anymore. They had a detail cop there full time, like patrolling the hallways. With, like, oh, yeah. Bulletproof vests on, nine millimeter, everything. Wow. Yeah. So, like, if shit got really heated in the classroom, like, he would just walk in and just pull a kid out into the hallway and slam against the lockers. Oh, my God. Marlboro High had a lot of fights. I remember there was one fight. It was a lot of girls fighting each other. One yeah, time, totally. fucking, they ripped. I would just walk by in the aftermath, and there was clumps of hair everywhere, like big clumps of hair. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, that. you ripped the girl's fucking hair out, dude? I was like, what the fuck? Dude, tech, tech school girls go hard, bro. Dude, it was fucking crazy. I was just, I could not believe it. I was like, what is that on the ground? And then I looked at it, and I'm like, this is fucking hair. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I've worked at some of the high schools on nights, and I can't tell you how many times I sweep up like chunks of weave. And <laughs> dude, it's crazy. And it's like you look back on it, like, what was everyone so fucking mad about? It's a, it's like a, it's a war, dude. It's like a popularity war. Trying yeah. to get get your respect. Yeah, just sometimes, yeah, just trying to be the toughest kid in the school. Yeah. Dude, the dean at my vocational high school did not fuck around, though. He fucking, there was this, there was a good fist fight happening one time at lunch where, like, these kids were really, like, going back and forth. And he ran from one end of the cafeteria, leapt, like, planted his foot on a table and just, like, vaulted over the entire thing and just, like, grabbed one of the kids. And it was just, like, the most amazing athletic move I've ever seen. And I was like, oh, yeah, principals probably, they're usually, like, old fat guys. They probably should be, like, kind of tough. This is, like, a military guy. He always did, like, a buzz cut. And I was like, it, it helped because, like, he could just leap into this fight and kind of, like, get him apart without, like, breaking his own leg or anything like that. And it was just, like, I remember this day to seeing him, like, leap across the table and, like, jump on the kid. And I was just like, I would never care this much. I would just let these two kids beat the fuck out of each other for, like, 20 right. minutes. <laughs> oh, my God, man. The fight. Yeah, I got, I got suspended for fighting a couple times at, at my school. These kids, this this kid was like throwing snowballs at me outside of the school. And, um, and I was already too far away to like care to walk back. I, was, I thought I was tough, you know? And, uh, 
but I was a lot of times I was scared too, but I was, you know what I mean? It was a whole ego insecurity thing. And uh, <laughs> so I was like, I'll see, I'll see you when I see you. <laughs> and then I, I, the next day in the cafeteria, I just went up to him like it was, like it was the mess hall and, and, uh, and <laughs> just pulled him out of his seat and just started punching him. And then I never like won a fight. It always ended up being like a blow for blow thing. Yeah. And I got suspended for that. And uh, I got suspended a few times my last year at high school. But they never kicked me out because my neighbor was my principal. He was like my Mr. Feeney. You know what I mean? <laughs> Took <laughs> care of you? Yeah, he like had my back. So Our school is sick because it's vocational school. So even the, like, the kids who are on the football team were like not that tough. And so it would just be like – and they were all like in a shop. So like I remember one kid – was in culinary and he got in a fight at lunch and he was wearing the chef's hat and apron and, and the other kids wearing like a metal fabrication like jumpsuit oh. or whatever and they're like swinging at each other it's like this kid is just his hat's like flopping flopping around and he's fucking fine like, this is crazy dude like i was waiting for him to like take out a frying pan just fucking like dome him or something i was like this is such a crazy wearing a costume while you fight is so fucking funny like, i don't know if you ever seen a fight like a halloween like party or something like that but it's just like seeing a dude's like fake mustache like hanging off and there's like blood coming out of his nose he's just like yeah. he's all fucking it's so fucking funny there was dude. one in worcester outside of the the beer garden i think on yeah. halloween <laughs> really it was on world star yeah there's all these people in costumes fighting the cops like women we're fighting the cops <laughs> dude i want to see the guy in that big air blown sumo wrestler out of it just or the like pterodactyl running, yeah running down the street or like <laughs> very funny dude fighting in costumes is sick they actually had a, a japanese mma thing where they would they would dress up like spider-man and they would like actually kick the shit out of each other and uh it didn't last that long but there are some clips online of like people dressed up as like the hulk getting like head kicked and just getting knocked the fuck out yeah, just like was- that's the worst. Like you're the one in the costume, yeah. You get beat up by somebody that's like just chilling in their regular clothes. Yeah. <laughs> you're on the ground in like one of those, those skin tight green suits. That, like... <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's why I don't like dress nice, dude. Imagine like, imagine getting knocked out and you have like pressed pants and a fucking blazer. Like I don't know. It's just like. Oh, dude, getting knocked out is embarrassing enough, but like, add on another element of like thinking that you were cool. Like, you left them, you left that night being like, dude, I look fucking cool. And then some yeah. dude just fucking knocks you the fuck out. <laughs> and you're just sitting there with your greased back hair, just looking like a oh, fucking idiot. Wow. Yeah. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think I've ever been in like a serious fist fight. I've had my friends like get in little like fights, and then I've just sort of been on the outside being like, pretending like i'm like my my hands are up like i'm gonna throw a punch but i'm actually just trying to back out but my hands are up just so if anyone says anything after they they'll just be like you know they're like were you helping us out like yeah dude you didn't see me i had my hand i was i was looking for someone to hit i just didn't see a good opportunity uh oh man i no i could never say no to if i I would get in so many and i never like i said i never won but i've taken some mean punches dude. i definitely should have gotten my ass kicked a couple of times but somehow i just narrowly avoided it every time and a couple of times it was like very narrow like some kid showed up at a party to kick my ass and i like saw him and out front and just like went out the back That's and left 
I was like a very, I would have been a perfect informant for like the mafia because I was like able to sort of like always toe that line of like, should be getting my ass kicked right now, but somehow being able to get myself out of it all the time. So I was always the tiniest, like scrawniest kid, but I was also like funny. So no one ever really wanted to fight me. It never came to that with anybody. Oh man. I was so small that people would feel bad about fighting me. And if they did, they knew people would jump in to defend me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, One time this no. kid in the Marines tried to kick my ass when he was on mushrooms. And he was like, I don't know what happened, but he just like was trying to like break my arm and shit. Maybe I had this beard and he thought I was Muslim or something like that. But he's like fresh, fresh out of the Iraq war, fucking had fucking PTSD, just showed up at a party, took mushrooms and just decided they didn't like me. And he was like trying to get to me like through like seven people with like mushroom Marine strength. And I was like, what did you do to him? I was like, I didn't do anything, dude. He just saw me and picked me as a target or whatever the fuck's going on in his head right now. Now he's a cop in my town, actually. So that's good. Yeah, that kind of thing used to happen, like, going out. Like, we used to go out, even, like, when we were, like, 18, to Shabooms in Worcester. It's like, the spot to go. And <laughs> Shaboom like, sounds like a place in a World Star video. <laughs> dude, Shabooms. And it would be, like, 18 plus. You know, if you were over 21, you could buy booze. It was a weird mix of people, you know. They had I mean? underage nights there, too. Yeah. A lot of 30 year old dudes sleeping with 18 year old girls, I'm sure. There was a, like the group of people just, just shouldn't have been together. And the fights, fight would always break out by like someone looking at you that was mad that you happened to accidentally look at them at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's how it, shit would go down. It was the worst. Do you remember the guy at the open mic that fucking started a fight like um, two months ago or whatever? Frankie Vaughn? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, he went toe-to-toe with Jimmy. How can you forget? Oh, dude. legendary, dude. So fucking crazy, dude. Imagine like, getting mad at an open mic. Imagine not just like getting up and walking away. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Dude, all those people need to get fucked. When we come back, I'm going to have an open mic, and it's actually going to – I'm going to have a closed mic. And I'd be like, I just am going to refuse to let some people sign up. And then they can complain about it on Facebook. I'd be like, no, if I don't like you, you just can't do my mic. Are you going to use <laughs> coronavirus as an excuse? or you're just gonna No, I'm just going to openly mic. be like, hey, guys, this is like a closed mic. Uh, if I have a problem with you, you're not allowed to come. And uh, other than that, it's just like an open mic. <laughs> it's just it's a booked open mic. You show up with hostility. Like, you'll be surprised. Like, there's hostility. Like, if you... If you're the one putting the list out, the hostility is real. Yeah, it's really stupid. They hate you, no matter what. Yeah. (laughs) It's a problem, dude. I think, like, I don't know. Hopefully, like, all these people... Hopefully, stand-up becomes, like, less... Like, it's cool that it's, like, a giant thing right now, but, like, I kind of wish it was, like, the 90s when it was was just, like, a smaller, like... We were in, like, a new boom, like, the third or fourth boom, so, like, it had to end at some point. Right. Yeah. I wasn't well, expecting for all comedy to end at the same time. Yeah. Well, we just got to hang on, hang on for the ride. I mean, because even if it's a long time, it's going to, dude, it's going to come back, you know? People, That's what I've been saying. Like, even before uh, coronavirus was a thing, I was like, the boom's going to explode. The bubble's going to burst. We just got to ride through that apocalypse and get to the other side and be better comics for it, for riding out the shitty times. Yeah, we'll see. Nobody hears this that shouldn't hear that. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> dude, but that's the thing. You know what Jesse Burlingame is right. I'm going to ride this out till the wheels fall yeah. off. It's just going to be a natural thing, dude. Like, there's going to be some people who weren't trying that hard anyway. And then there's going to be people who just, like, 
I told Jesse, like, a lot of people are just, like, going to be out of a job, and they're going to get offered a job from, like, their brother-in-law, and they're just going to start working, and then when stand-up comes back, they're just going to be like, you know what? I don't know. I'm just comfortable doing what I'm doing. And it's actually going to be sad, because I'm sure it's going to be some people that we like, but I just, I just foresee, some people think a lot of people are going to come back and try to do it, because they're going to, like, sit in quarantine and, like, think about doing stand-up. I just think it's going to be the opposite. I think it's going to be a lot of people, like, kind of quitting. Like, especially people that are just, like, like me and Jesse that are like basically open micers that like work really hard and don't get a ton out of it. Uh, I just think a lot of those people are just, they're just going to, and I don't even blame them. Like I'm, I mean, that's kind of my view on Santa coming back right now is like, I don't know if it's going to be two months or fucking a year. So I'm just going to like go on living my life. I guess I'm not going to like wait for it to come back right now. You know what I mean? Cause it's just like, Right. I, I got to find other shit to do. I got to find a, a, another life to live right now, I guess. Hopefully we can end up hanging out with people and dating and being with friends and like being yeah. around family and shit. Cause that like, it's just the isolation's too much right now. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it can be like, like, like I said, I liked it at first and now, um, like when you, once I thought of the boulevard, I was like, damn, I wish we could be hanging out there while chilling. But like, I, I'm a, type of person that like if i get to isolate like if i find a reason to isolate and it's validated i'll just sink right into that you know yeah yeah same uh, so i need to get out of my my shell sometimes you know yeah and i also just think like the, the scary part is like i don't know like like you said it's like i'm just getting more comfortable with this i i i just have a fear that like this is not going to be a hard habit to break. Like even with like dating or like hanging out with friends. I don't know. Although the hanging out with friends thing, I definitely have reflected on like, I wish I did a little more of it. I wish I had more than like just Jesse to talk to during this whole entire thing. <laughs> it's like not my fault. I'm not being like, woe is me. It's like, I just didn't reach out to anyone before this. And it feels really corny to like reach out to a friend now because they're just gonna be like, oh, so now you want to fuck with me friends. No, but people are ready for it. People want people to reach out to them. Everyone wants everyone to reach out to each other. No, I can't tell you how many times I thought of like, yeah, there's been a few people I've texted and stuff, but like the amount of like not like the little amount of contact I've had is absurd. Like I've I've thought of you guys. Yeah. I think I texted Paul once about the um the interior light joke. Oh yeah, the cab because he found a meme that was the same. Yeah, I was like, damn, remember Jesse the interior light joke? I oh the, yeah, the dome light. And then like I was telling Paul, like I started seeing memes recently, like of dads, like, like, like an exact meme of like that <laughs> joke, like, yeah. a, like don't turn on the you know dads, like what dads do when you turn on the dome light and shows a car like driving off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, why did I ever do that? Yeah. I never pull it together. Yeah, because your joke is about being really paranoid once that dome light goes on. You're like, we have to shut this off as quick as possible. Yeah, but yeah, like why why people freaked out over it? Like, hey, was there ever an accident? Like, do you ever drive by an accident and go, betcha they had their interior light on? You know? <laughs> I, uh, I had a, when I was 18 or 19, I took mushrooms one time. And I was sitting in the parking lot at Jordan's Furniture in Framingham, and we were looking at that wall that, like, lights up. You guys know what I'm talking about? Outside Jordan's Furniture in Framingham, they had this huge – the IMAX theater, the side of it was, like, yeah. a light-up wall. Yeah, yeah. And I was talking to my friend about dreams and how one of the ways to know if you're in a dream is when you try a light switch in a dream, the light doesn't work. It's, like, a way to, like, 
induce lucid dreaming or something like that. We're having a very like mushroomy talk. And so I was like, see, it's like when I turn on this light, like, you know, and I pressed his cabin light and it didn't turn on. And I was on mushrooms and there was just this minute where I was like, oh shit, am I asleep right now? And then I just like looked at his car. I was like, oh no, his car is just off or whatever. Like the cabin light just like wasn't working or whatever. And it was just so freaky because I explained this whole thing. And then I was like, see, when I press this light, it'll turn on. It just didn't turn on. I was just like frozen in this like trip. Just like, oh God. Yeah. Shrooms. Jesse did them the other day. Yeah, I tripped out on episode two. Yeah. Uh, Paul and Ben were talking about uh, about basketball for like ten minutes, and I think I was just frozen with the microphone like this, <laughs> just not saying. <laughs> well, no, my mouth was closed. I was just sitting frozen with my mouth closed for like ten minutes because I was like, I don't know anything about basketball, especially current basketball. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> oh my god! And then I was able to jump in and like riff on like something else, and then the conversation shifted, and I was back into the podcast again. Wow. What a strange trip. Yeah, this shit sucks, though, dude. I just don't know. I don't know. It's, like, ruined my fucking everything. It's just, like, I have no fucking... Ugh. I just, like, stare at my phone. People text me, and I'm just, like... It used to be... I I used to look at my phone and say, yeah, I'll get back to this person, and then I would never text them back. But now I look at my phone, and I just say, I'm not texting this person back. (laughs) Like, and not even in a bad way. It's just, like, I know myself and i just can't handle it i'll start typing a text i don't know what to say it's like ruining my i don't know oh yeah no it's putting me into a weird little world dude i'm in a weird little world dude like i i i i I got books and i'm on my computer and i'm just and uh like i I, i'm I'm eating my snacks and like i'm just chilling way too hard and like not caring about anything else really yeah same I'm going back and forth between like, I don't know. It was better when I wasn't working. When I wasn't working, I felt like it was still shitty, but like I had, I was chilling really hard. But now that I have to go to work and stuff, it's like, oh, I just dread, like all I do is dread doing stuff and I don't look forward to doing anything where it used to be both. But like, I, I don't touch my planner in two months. I think I'm going to start filling it out again with just little things I can do around the house or like writing yeah. or reading or chilling. Yeah. Like, Cause I've, all I've been doing is watching YouTube and just sitting around. Except when I go skateboarding, but like the weather's been shitty, I've only been able to do it like three times. And dude, when I come back to you and stand up, I'm gonna talk a lot of shit on stage. Are topics to talk about coming to you like left and right, or you just? Um, no, not really. Like I thought about some bits that I was working on before. Like I thought of a few new tags the other day and put that in my phone. Yeah, I have no like life experience right now. Right. Yeah, I'm having a weird, uh, weird time with it. Maybe if we like tell stories on the podcast, I can like listen back to them and then like write those down and try to get some bits out of that. Like talk about high school oh, yeah. or something. Talking about high school, yeah. Yeah, I got no idea. I got no idea. You know what I might do is I might take all of my jokes and give them to like a 19 year old college girl in Boston. Because I've always thought like if you just took my act and just gave it to somebody who's interesting i just feel like they would immediately just blow up <laughs> like just blow the fuck up because <laughs> no one even listens to me when i'm on stage like, who the fuck is this guy but if i, I want to hear if a cute 19 year old girl was talking about putting an n64 controller up her <laughs> ass i would be very interested in that jesse that was exactly the same thing i thought when <laughs> yeah i was like what's paul's dirtiest joke <laughs> but yeah shit fucking uh shit sucks 
I got yelled at the other day. I thought I was being choked by men. I thought I liked being choked by men because I thought I had an unhealthy relationship with my dad. (laughs) (laughs) I know you are like a 19 year old girl. (laughs) I know, dude, which is surprising that I can't fucking find a partner. You know what I mean? (laughs) I don't know. You're going to date 19 year old girls. I mean, I've been trying, dude. Trying like the Dickens, but no dice. Dude, I'm lucky, I will say. I, I can't believe, dude, like, I'm here with my girlfriend, her two kids, and my daughter, and there's been, like, no drama. Really? Like, I don't know how I get away with that. But, like, yeah. What about your sex life with if the kids are home all the time? It's, like, it's the same. Oh, that's it's good. Like, like a once or twice a week thing right now. I had sex the day, two days before the quarantine started. And it was the first time I had sex in a while, and it's the last time. I, it was two months ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Paul's had a quarantine booty call. You lucked out with that. I dude, did. Watch out. The corona's in the semen, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Neither of us came, so I don't think it's a big deal. <laughs> there was no exchange of fluids. Oh, nah, dude. God. She was completely dry the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy dude i'm not gonna be able to fucking talk to girls after this i'm ruined i'm ruined forever I i'm think glad I'm we gonna... named this podcast lonely man's because paul is just like filling that premise in. <laughs> Very oh, well. dude you should see i don't know dude i'm fucking i'm in a weird spot dude and i'm ready to fucking leave dude i'm ready to just like move i don't even care anymore where are you gonna go i just i don't know i might move to like cambodia or something like that <laughs> cost of living's down you know just fucking chill dude i don't give a fuck anymore i tried my hardest to do stand-up it's just you know god didn't want me to do it so right yeah what are you gonna do i might move to like oregon i don't know dude i have a bunch of money now i have more money than i ever had for the past like 10 years which is sad yeah well it's crazy because no one's like spending money right now i still have saved money in years it's great, dude. I've been on the same tank of gas since this shit started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I made my first tank last like three or like almost, yeah, three weeks, I think, because I still had to go to work once in a while. Dude, I paid I- off my Easy Pass thing I got. I've been driving out there without a freaking transponder. On, when I got the truck, I never got a transponder. It was like $900. Whole, oh, your pay-by-plate? Yeah, pay by play. That happened with uh, Brian O'Donnell too. I think one of his family members like shut off auto oh, pay yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And his was racked up a few hundred. Yeah, dude, I fucking I'm turning into Larry David. Like I just have all these like I I, I was at the grocery store the other day, and uh, the the lady in front of me as she's checking out, someone came by to like sanitize stuff, and when she sprayed, I guess a little bit got on like the outside of her groceries. So I'm behind her. And the lady starts fucking yelling, being like, dude, she got so mad. She was like, what? You're fucking stupid. Like, you're spraying it outside my grocery. And, like, for some reason, dude, I'd already been waiting in line. I'm so fucking over this that I just, I was like, yeah, well, also, this is the express lane. It's 15 items or fewer, and you have, like, 40 fucking items. So you shouldn't even be in this line. I literally said it just like that. And then right. she turns, looks at me, and is like, well, blah, blah, blah. She's fucking stupid. And I was like, well, you can't even fucking count. So who's really stupid? And no one around me was saying anything. They're all like keeping their eyes on the ground, even the cash register. And she just mutters to herself, puts her groceries there, walks away. And I just went up and I was super pleasant. I was like, hey, how's it going, man? Just got my groceries and walked out. And it, I've had two or three moments in public lately where I was just like, I'm just going to say something, dude. I don't give a fuck. Uh, I try to remember the last, I had another one. I can't even said. imagine you doing that. 
Dude, I've done it like a, a bunch of times. I've, I've just been calling out people when I see shit. I fucking, <laughs> I just been like, I don't give a fuck, dude. And yeah, they just, step to you, you just start coughing. Dude, I just, I'm just like, dude, I don't care. I just don't fucking care, dude. Please yeah. knock me the fuck out, dude. I was just like, I don't know, like that'll be something fun to do. I'll get knocked right. out. I'll have something to talk about, dude. It's right. like when you're gonna rob somebody. And uh, you have a mask on, but if you have the mask off, it means you're going to kill them. So, like, now you take the corona mask off, you're like, I don't give a fuck, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but this fucking lady, dude, I just punked her the fuck out. I felt bad, too. She was, like, some older woman. But she was treating this, like, 19-year-old grocery store worker like shit, dude. And also, like, all she did was spray sanitizer on, like, your frozen grocery. Like, it's just outside of the package. It doesn't fucking matter, dude. Yeah. And, so, and dude, I was already mad at her because I'm standing behind her in the express lane. And I have 10 items and she's got fucking 40 of them. And every other lane is like around the fucking block. So I know why she's in this fucking lane. So I was just like so mad at her. And uh, yeah, I think I might have made it worse though. Because I feel like she went and like complained about that girl to someone after. Because she's so mad. Now she's got to do something. So whatever. If I was a 20 year old working at a grocery store, I'd fucking quit right now. I'd be like, I'd go to my mom and dad and be like, I know you want me to be a responsible adult and work. But like, you want me to be... I'm 20 years old. Do you want me working at a fucking grocery store right now? I'm just like, no, I'll just stay home. I don't give a fuck. Like, if I was a dad, I would just be like, please don't go to work for a few months. Like, My little sister, she's 18 years younger than me. She's she's about to be 18 years old, I think. And uh, she works at McDonald's, and she's been working so much during this whole thing. And it's funny you say that about, like, young kids. Why are they even doing this right now? But I, I don't know. She's just like... If you don't have a support system or like, you know, I understand it. But if like in my situation, I would just tell my parents like, look, I'm not going anywhere anyway. I guess it'd be right. nice to save money. But like, I'm not going to risk fucking getting sick. For McDonald's like, are less susceptible. If uh, there's like very little contact except for like the window. If she's working the McDonald's? window and handling, yeah, handling yeah. money and stuff. The grocery store, you're right on the front lines. You're surrounded yeah. by everybody touching everything. 80 people at the Worcester Walmart, 80 employees tested positive for coronavirus. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, it was a, that was absurd. Yeah, that made national news. The asymptomatic yeah, thing fucks with me because I'm just totally convinced that I have a, for no reason. I'm just like, I definitely yeah, have. Everyone that hasn't got sick is like, you know, I probably already had it and I'm good now. I got sick randomly. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like, but like, it was like day two into our disinfecting of the school that I got like, I got like really congested. Like I got one of those sinus infections, like real bad. And I was like, is this a touch of the Rona? You know what I mean? I, didn't, I wasn't sure. It lasted like a couple days, um, but I didn't have a fever or anything, you know? So I don't know. Dude, I have a theory about this, that uh, all the kids who are like seven to like 13 right now, when they get to be adults, it's going to be the dumbest uh like there's not going to be any exceptional thinkers like like fucking curing cancer because all the 70 13 year old kids there's two types of kids most of them are just regular ass kids and they're they're probably kind of freaked out by this but they're just going to play Fortnite. they probably don't think about it it's kind of like 9 11 when i was in fourth grade i couldn't like fully take it in but there's going to be a the small subset of kids that are smart enough to be like really fucked up by this like tra- traumatized because they think about it all fucking day those are the kids that would have been super smart adults, but now they're going to have all these like phobias to deal with and shit. Meanwhile, all the dumb kids are going to be fine. Like right when they go back to school, they're going to be totally fine. But all the really smart kids are going to be like fucked up by this. Like, this, maybe, especially, no, maybe like, they'll take an initiative and make sure that this doesn't happen again. 
maybe i just feel like a bunch of seven-year-olds that are smart are going to be traumatized by this while all the dumb ones are just like not going to care i don't know i was thinking about it the other day i was just like that's dude, all the smart kids are going to have, like, agoraphobia and be scared of germs and shit. Like, all the ones that are, like, really... Because you know how there's, like, some kids you look at when they're seven and they're just living their life being a kid, but, like, one out of every ten, the way his eyes are moving, you can just be like, oh, this kid's got something more. He kind of knows what the fuck's going on around him right now. Yeah. And those kids are just going to be super fucked up, I feel like. They're, like, not going to get over this. They're going to have, like, nightmares and shit. I don't know. Even me, I've been having weird dreams about, like, crowds and stuff. It's weird. Very strange. I, I had a hard time. So I just finally started literally like three days ago getting tired at night. Like I've been staying up. I've been like watching like old Westerns huh. real weird. And like, I've just been on a wet, like, like I don't even know who I am anymore. Sometimes I'm up all night watching like spaghetti Westerns. Cause it's the furthest thing from like what's going on right now to me. It just like takes me into yeah. another world, you know? That's what Seinfeld has been doing for me. Seinfeld is just like, it, no references to Corona right. and no references yeah. to like modern society, basically. Yeah, I've been watching a ton of like skateboard videos. It's just like people yeah. hanging out with each other, having fun. Right. Yeah. Just just doing like, shit that doesn't matter. It's cool, though. I have watched like a bunch of shit I never would have watched before, I guess. I don't know. And yeah. I'm like, oh, am I learning something? No, but I don't know. Yeah, I haven't done any reading. I'm not taking advantage of this free time at all. I read, I, I just read, uh, I read the screenwriting book. Who knows what, like, why? I don't know. I just, something to do. I've been playing guitar probably. a little bit. I might release an EP mixtape, you know. On No, I don't know. I've been playing guitar. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I have like two or three things written. So, I mean, I'm not doing anything else right now. So maybe I'll recruit a drummer and record it. It's just so fucking whack to be like, Everybody right now is like, look at the thing I made. I mean, I know it's we're making a podcast right now, so we're part of it. But whatever, yeah, whatever. It's just so weird. I so, kind of want to buy an electric drum set. I'll be your drummer. It's All like right. now's the time to do it. Like whatever. Like who, who fucking cares? I don't know. I just, I mean, I'm sick of like the at home videos of like what's going on at home with your family type shit. Like, but oh, I'm sick that? of fucking famous people. Like, I love Larry David. Like, he's my fucking favorite dude in the entire world. But that video where he's like, just stay home. It's so easy. And be like, yeah, it must be easy. You fucking have a tennis court in your backyard. You're you a fuck. billionaire. <laughs> like, it must be very, you have a, you're a billionaire with no fucking kids. You're 70 years old. Like, you're fucking, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, have some yeah. fucking, it's like the dudes from Town. Like, I get that, like, this is affecting them too. But they're just complaining so much. And I was like, you, your guys' job can just be done on zoom and you can make 75% of the money you were making before. Like you have a successful thought. Like I'm not saying like, Oh, they shouldn't deserve that. I'm just saying like, have a little bit of like perspective. Like there's fucking nurses out there. Like imagine what, uh, what fucking James Firth is doing right now. Like he just has to fucking be an EMT every fucking day, dude. And not do stand up. That's how I feel when I'm doing pest control and I hate it. I'm like, well, there's a couple other people that are like, way worse like anyone that's in the fucking medical industry right now is just like yeah. probably on the fucking borderline killing themselves right but yeah because you're just around sick people all day and then you can't go like get a drink with your friends afterwards yeah right no i think you should i think now's the time to like if you're gonna like make music or something like why the fuck not you know what i mean yeah and i might just write it and fucking not do anything with it we'll see yeah, I say now's the time to throw some shit at the wall, you know? 
Yeah, I'm just waiting. If someone gave me an opportunity, if I had a friend that was like, yo, do you want to move to fucking Washington State and live in my house? I would, right now, I'm just at the point where I would like 100% just do that. Wouldn't even think twice. Would just fucking leave. Because it's like. Why not? Yeah, it's like I already have to wait around for a long time. I don't know what's happening. So I might as well just like do something weird for the fucking foreseeable future. Yeah. But we'll see. I don't know. I have like a couple of ideas, but I don't know. My fucking, my mom offered for me to go like live in Florida with my grandmother for a little bit. I'm, I'm going to go visit there for a week or two, maybe drive there. I don't know what like the process of going down there during all this would be. But fly. once I live there for a fucking couple weeks and then kind of see how everything shakes out. And it's like, if I can't do stand up for like another year, then why not just like live there and just hang? Like if I'm going to hang anywhere. I might as well hang in Florida. I don't know. Yeah. You'll have some stories and shit, you know? New yeah experiences. but we'll see what happens i don't know what, what i'm gonna do what part of florida like naples oh old personville nice. she's just like super fucking old so like she can't be like going out alone all the time i just feel like it's like a liability oh so to... you don't like take care of her like yeah just like go to the grocery store for her and like mow her fucking lawn i don't know nice but uh we'll see what happens you... i don't know <laughs> I, I just don't know. I like yeah, I would like to have a time limit for when this is gonna end so I can make a better decision about like what to do with myself. Cause I'm just getting to the point now where I'm like, it's gonna like within another month I'd gonna make a change. It might just be as simple as moving into a different apartment or something. But like the only reason I was really happy with my life because of stand up and without the stand up factor in it, it then it like makes everything else like not good. Like right. you said, like with the being a, I'm sure part of the reason you're fucking fed up with a job a little bit is because of that. Like, even though you waking up at 5 a.m. sucks, you can do it if you have like a goal at the end of the day. Right. But now right. it's like especially shitty because it's just like, yeah. okay, I'm going to wake up and do this and then what? Go home and fucking. Watch. Yeah, they want us to go in and do our summer cleanup now and like strip and wax all the floors, but we have to wait until June till they let all the teachers back in to get all their shit out of the room. Anyway. I don't want to do all that. I don't know. I'm sick of it. Yeah. But that's what I, you know, I am, I, I will say like make like, I'd like to, when we can like have more of us congregating though, dude, like making the videos, maybe not your thing or whatever, but like, I ha I have a blast. Like I've been learning how to like, I mean, I suck at it, but learn how to like, I just got iMovie on my phone. Uh, I've never had a laptop. I'm like 36 years old. I just got my first laptop learn how to edit never yeah. you know i'm just trying to learn some shit while i'm sitting on my ass you know yeah, yeah, yeah learn i edited a few stand-up clips to throw on instagram i found my uh my set from your attic headlining weekend that vasquez sent me i forgot i had that on my computer i was like it's all the same jokes from my other set but i had a good set that night so oh, yeah. it's just me in a different location with a different t-shirt on <laughs> yeah just something new i could throw up online right i don't know what to do about like that that whole aspect of like the other like do i just throw all the bits out there and just say whatever fuck it you know or do i just hang on to them for now you know i mean if it's going for a while like i don't even know if i want to go back to doing my old jokes again like if right. it feels kind of that first like set where i'm like just doing those jokes again and like right. trying to run through them is gonna feel really shitty <laughs> Right. I think the only reason I was thinking about it, I'll probably just do my jokes if the show is like a like a, a big show. But other than that, yeah, I'd like to just write all new. 
just coming back and doing these jokes that are going to be they already were kind of old now they're gonna be an extra like year old yeah so it's like yeah i, I don't probably know. had two new little things towards the end of it that i was like adding on to like a set i would do at like a yeah same show definitely not getting rid of that and if i have like an audition if that audition comes back definitely doing all old shit yeah yeah you know what i mean but as far as like moving forward it's yeah it's time to like open mics and bar shows it's like yeah we gotta throw some new shit out there oh yeah yeah it's time to build up from the bottom up and everyone's gonna suck too so we'll all be kind of on a level playing field right maybe yeah who knows i don't know dude maybe i'll just fucking start doing improv oh did you (laughs) notice the the um you guys say you both watched watch seinfeld oh you didn't watch it paul right not the special, no. The Pop-Tart joke? Is that in another... Where did I hear that Pop-Tart He joke? does it on YouTube. He breaks down... It was like a joke he had written but never done. He oh. talked about it on Seinfeld... Not Seinfeld, on Howard Stern in like though, 2012, right? yeah. He's like, oh, I, I find... Like, it took me years to figure out this Pop-Tart joke. And Howard's like, what'd you figure out? He's like, they can't go bad because they were never fresh. Uh, they, can't, they can't be stale because they were never fresh. I was just blown away that that was... You think about like for someone that that is that prolific. That was in 2012, and it just made it onto a special in 2020. He, he hasn't done a special since the 90s, and that was all old material. He hasn't done a special of brand new material in decades. Amazing, because the last one he did for Netflix was his all of his old stuff from the 80s that he used to do with the comic strip. But yeah. it just kind of showed that they're like timeless bits. Like right. he wore like the, his like jacket that he's had for 30 years and then he did all 30 year old jokes and then he like had them all on the legal paper, like out in the street, all his old material. Mm. But a lot of the stuff that he did in this new special, he's been working out for decades and a lot of it he's done on late night shows too. Like the, the cell phone bit, the mailman bit, uh, maybe the pop tart bit. A lot of the stuff in like the very beginning of the set, he's done a late night, but that's just Seinfeld. He just hammers those bits and just gets them airtight. So that's the thing that makes you think like, what do you get rid of everything you've ever, you know what I mean? Until you, you know, that's when they go back on like thinking, do I trash everything I've done? Well, a joke's not done until you're, until you stop telling it. Right. But you and also have- like if you, you, while you're on stage, something might happen and you'll, you might just be able to do an old bit in the moment anyway. So it's like, even if you get rid of it, you might not completely get rid of it. Right. Well, I definitely want to cycle in a lot of new stuff. Yeah. You gotta, I might just open a bit. I might just be a crowd work comic when I come back. dude. (laughs) There's not going to be big crowds when we come back. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. What do you do for a living? I got fired during the (laughs) pandemic. Hey, are you two together? I can't tell you sitting so far. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, who knows, dude? Who fucking knows? Maybe uh, uh maybe I'll just start helping someone with their OnlyFans, being like the male talent in somebody's OnlyFans. I'm throwing that out there on Tinder. I've had a few girls try to offer me their OnlyFans. Like, I have a well. thigh tattoo, so I can't. Also, I have a small penis. So I'm just too scared to do. <laughs> I have a mole on my hip, but only my exes would be able to identify that. Yeah, I just have a dumbass tattoo on my thigh that everyone would immediately be like, "Small penis in this tattoo." 100% know who this kid is. 
it's not a good matchup. The it doesn't com- it doesn't complement the penis. The, the it pack. says Paul Cyphers, so that's a big giveaway. It's just a giant. Uh, <laughs> it's actually just a giant uh, arrow pointing at my tiny penis. This is <laughs> suck. This. <laughs> what is it for real? Is it like a harp? I picture like an Irish harp. Like nah, a- it's a skull, dude. I have a lot of dark tattoos. Oh. When I take my my clothes off, I get dark and twisted, dude. Wow. He looks like a teenager's be- goth teenager's bedroom. <laughs> Yeah, I got a skull and I got a I got a one of those old school bombs, you know, like the with the wick. Yeah. I got one of those tattooed on me. I got a on my foot I have a cow getting picked up by a UFO, which isn't that dark, I guess. That's kinda of like a stupid tattoo. And then I have a pentagram on my shoulder, like a satanic pentagram oh, wow. that I got when I was like sixteen. <laughs> nice. I thought it was pretty cool. It's actually still funny when I walk around churches and stuff, like or like interact with like a Catholic nursing home, just being like, I literally have like the mark of Satan tattooed on me. I'm shaking hands with this fucking priest, and just yeah. saying like, "Hey, how's it going?" He'd be like so pissed if he saw it, probably. Yeah, they signed your contract. They're making a deal with the devil. Yeah, they are, <laughs> dude. Do you think? Uh, it must be weird. Like, if there's an afterlife, there's just gonna be a bunch of corona people coming in. Just <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> just oh, a bunch man. of people from nursing homes. Just a mass exodus. Dude, nursing homes are gonna be fucking sweet in a year or two. They're gonna be empty as fuck. They're gonna be cheap. Oh, yeah. We should all just move into a nursing home. Right. Dude. Yeah, they all just turn into like co-op apartment buildings. Yeah. We're all living nursing home lifestyles as it is right now, pretty much. Yeah. Dude, you know what's weird is like when you don't, when I was not working, I just wouldn't go anywhere for like four days. And you like get in your car and you like pull out of your driveway. And you don't like, I would just be in my car and I would just be like, this feels so foreign. Like, I, not that I ever forgot how to drive, but it would just be weird, like being behind the wheel of a car. I don't know. I would just be like, it just feels so fucking, I would just be like, am I doing this right am i driving am i driving okay i don't know i had a couple moments where i was just like and like dude other people are driving like shit and i think it's because like a lot of people who used to drive every day are now driving like once a week and so when you go go on the road people are just driving slow and shitty and no i agree i i was i had that same experience today i felt like i didn't know what i was doing driving i was like this is weird i take the highway to work people are doing fucking 80 miles an hour past stadies because like no one's getting pulled over right now (laughs) Oh, dude. Well, I uh, I'm really tired, so I might have to go. I might have to wrap this up. Right. Yeah, we're an hour and fifty three minutes in. So. Nice, perfect, and real. It was a good time. Jamie, you got any dates you want to plug? It's like the <laughs> hackiest podcast bit right now. Yo, this summer, if there's a little bit of like, I mean, it depends on how you guys feel about it. But if we're not doing anything else, we should just grill somewhere. Definitely. Especially, I mean, I got three grills at my house. Like, come, my my roommates are uh, coronavirus deniers, so please come over and party with us. Oh, nice. Let's get to know that your roommate works for the fucking U.S. Postal Service and he's a coronavirus (laughs) denier. That's nice to know. (laughs) He's just walking around, people being like, "What? I'm wear a fucking mask, dude? Fuck that!" He's around strangers, like touching like doorknobs and random shit all day. He hasn't caught coronavirus yet, so he's. I think it's like you know, you can only get it if you believe in it. That's actually what i think yeah i think if you deny it you can't get it i, have, <laughs> I think that's my belief this placebo effect dude yeah, i think tom hanks never STDs had it too <laughs> <laughs> gonorrhea is not real 
Yeah, just like, is that a herpy on the end of your dick? And you're like, uh, no, I don't believe in that shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's always been there. You know, the head of my dick now has like this callus on it. I noticed the other day from jerking off so much. Well, like an indent? No, it's just like, it's rough. I can feel it in my palm when it's I like, go over it. It's like, scra- <laughs> it's like scratching my palm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Not good. Hit that with some lotion. Yeah, I was thinking of just not nutting for like four months and just doing it on going to a Zoom open mic and just like pulling my pants down, just busting all over my desk on camera. Oh, man. <laughs> do that on OnlyFans, bro. Dude, you could definitely crash a Zoom open mic with a mask on and do whatever the fuck you wanted. They would never know who you were. Yeah. They'd never be able to figure it out. True. Just get a green screen and fucking put like, put like a different comedian's room behind you on the green screen. A different comedian's bedroom, right. and then just wear a mask and do something fucked up. They were doing that to Zoom AA meetings. Did you see that in the paper? In really? The- Crashing yeah. them? People were like Zoom bombing AA meetings and being like, alcohol rule. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up, dude. Yeah. I did see one where there's a YouTube compilation of this kid just popping in in Zoom classes with like a six foot bong. So he just pops oh. in and just starts ripping this bong. And the professor's like, who is that? Who the fuck is that? Getting so mad. It's very funny. Yeah. Oh boy. Zoom AA. Is that what you're doing? Oh, I guess you can't talk about it. No. Well, yeah, I can. Yeah, I've been doing it. So yeah, that's weird. I, I guess you need no, to. It got me back into me. Like I hadn't been going to AA for. You. Oh really? Yeah. Like I had fallen off. Not like sobriety. Because yeah, you beat the disease, dude. You beat it. Exactly. And I felt like that, but like, um, it for some reason it's got me to go to more meetings since I like haven't had to like go and like interact yeah. with people. I haven't done any meetings, and I ended up relapsing this week. Oh, yeah. There's probably Zoom meetings for that. There definitely are. And I definitely got invited to them immediately when it started. Yeah. Check it out. Look it yeah. up. I'm going to have to get back in there because I don't know when we're going to be able to have another meeting again. They're pretty good. They're just like, you know what I mean? Yeah. The shit. For strangers watching, I'm not talking about alcohol. It'd be sick if. Uh, <laughs> or drugs. It'd be really sick if fucking you did a zoom aa meeting and you just gave a super long story like heartfelt like yeah man blah blah blah. it's been like 400 days and then you just pick up a bud light and just sip it don't even like don't even reference it just be like quick sit and put it back down and just you just be a, there'd be a couple of people on the zoom like they don't want to call you out because they might have like did no, I, people would call you out immediately like, did i miss oh, yeah. see that what the fuck dude someone would slide into the side chat like yo what you doing <laughs> Get some coke. <laughs> dude maybe that's what i'll do maybe i'll just start going to aa meetings and testing my bits there dude do it yeah worcester aa look it up we definitely should do more of these just like get like a couple of uh the other group chat people in here just talk oh, yeah we should all watch a movie or we should all watch that's that all new- this podcast says is paul and i are fucking bored and lonely and want to talk to our friends no it's a good idea like i dude like it's so weird. Why I haven't? I don't think I've talked to Jesse once during this whole thing. Really, no, I don't think so. Just think in the group chat. Maybe group chats and like, like comments or something. But I'm like, I've been like some days. I'm like Jesse's like someone I would text, and then I'm like, what am I gonna do? Give him the generic, hey, you hanging in there through? The, you know, <laughs> yeah. Like I know what he's doing. He's chilling. Like, <laughs> what am I gonna say? No, you know? this is way more fun. Yeah. I got this new gaming chair, dude. Check it out. I don't know if you can see it. It might be too dark. I can see red and black. Yeah, dude. 
it's yeah. it's my new gaming throne, dude. Why do all gaming chairs look like they belong in like a Ferrari or something? They're all they are they are racing chairs. That's what they are. That's uh, actually like what they are, uh, and they're super comfortable. I don't know why everyone doesn't have one. Like, I have a new respect for gaming. I was always a hater, but now I'm all about I'm I'm, I'm loving my Zelda world. You like Zelda? You got to get a I don't know. We'll find something. Me and David play this game called Sea of Thieves. It's like a pirate game. Yeah, so we did that. Dude, it's I didn't fucking. I it yet, but we got it on the. Um, it came on the Xbox at one of the kids. Got. Oh, really, dude? It's a lot of fun. You just sail around. You take treasure chests, and other people are sailing around. So they see you. They'll just like come try to kill you. And Dave role plays the whole time. So like when he sees another ship, he gets on the megaphone. He goes like, "Yahari, mateys, <laughs> give us your booty!" And he screams, and we jump on, and we fuck him up. It's wow. a good time. I need to get a Bluetooth controller. Maybe I'll start playing Steam on my Mac and just get like really shitty games that can handle it. There's a lot of shitty games you could play right now for sure. Um, Hearthstone on your phone is a good game. If you have an iPhone. Yeah. It's just like a dumb card game. It's really fun. I'm not into that at all. (laughs) All right. I like like platformers or GTA or racing games. Yeah, I want to get a GameCube. I was thinking, I was like, I'm going to find a GameCube online and buy one. Because, like, I never had one as a kid, and I always feel like I missed out on the GameCube era. Yeah, I kind of missed out on that. There's probably a ton of GameCubes on eBay right now. People are just, like, clearing out their closets. Oh, Dude, yeah. Nintendo Switches are, like, fucking gold right now. You can't find one. That's the thing, yeah. A lot of people, like, places jacked up their prices on gaming systems. Now. I wanted to buy one so bad, Nintendo Switch. I couldn't find one. Yeah, that's one thing you can price gouge during a pandemic because it's not an essential item. Right. I don't know. But, I don't know. I'm going to go fucking – I got, like, two more seasons of Seinfeld to finish, and then – Damn, you're, like, seven or eight seasons in. Yeah, then I'll probably just end it all, and uh, you guys can just – I just want everyone to – Do it make, on the podcast so we, I can jack up my numbers a little I bit. I just want people to quote Seinfeld at my funeral. What's that? I just want people to do Seinfeld quotes for my whole, you all, my whole eulogy. <laughs> You know, you've been talking about your funeral since I first met you. The open, <laughs> the, the open mic funeral joke. <laughs> or whatever. It's going to be lit. If you kill yourself now, dude, like no one can even go. Paul's to funeral, funeral would be an open mic. People would be desperate for stage time. They're like, could I please do five minutes at Paul's funeral? Oh, no. I, want, I would want everyone to recant their best sexual experience with me. No one could be on the show unless they had sex with me. Those are the only people that are allowed on my, on my funeral <laughs> show. So, you and me kissing at open mics, does that count? We never open mouth kiss though. No, so, just yeah, on the cheeks. Yeah, you'd have to give like you'd have to be like the um Jesse could host it. Doing, like the speech at the grave at the end. At the burial. Yeah. I think I might just uh I'm gonna get in good shape and then I'm gonna beat me and Ben are gonna fight. More of like a spar than a fight, you know what I mean? Like a like a friendly competition. No, you guys need to go all out. I'm gonna Let's beat. I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat him, and then I'm gonna kill myself right afterwards. And God. then I'm gonna claim that it was the CTE I got from Ben, like <laughs> caused me to do it. Nice. And, and then Ben can give my. I want Ben to wear sunglasses and give the eulogy and start crying in the middle of it. You know, people. No one really tough dudes cry with sunglasses on where their face. It's like To. He cries like that's my quarterback. I want like. Ben to like cry with huge sunglasses on, and, like uh, a gold chain and a really flashy yeah. suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how I want to go and be like, "You, wow. it was the best fight I ever had." Yeah, that's how I do. Yeah, I'm gonna wrestle Ben, dude. Right, that's a thing. You guys can 
talked about that. Yeah, don't want to fuck him up. He thinks he's got me, but he doesn't now, dude. My my assessment of that is like Ben was probably quicker and more like agile, but like I feel like you probably have more of strength. Yeah, dude, if Paul yeah. gets his weight on Ben, he might be able to like take him down. I have a low center of gravity, dude. I got him. Yeah. I Paul has rage too that I would be if the rage unlocked. I feel like Paul's the type of dude that would like cry when he gets super angry and he would just like have a face full of tears just beating the shit out of Ben. Yeah, I just fight. If you made like a toddler 180 pounds, that's just how I fight. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, like, I'll break my own hands on someone's head and not even realize it. But it might not have, like, he has to hit that level in the fight. Like, if he doesn't, he's not going to win. You have to go full, like, you're gonna fight like your life depends on it. Yeah. The problem is like Ben is obviously the favorite in the fight, but he's really confident, and I just think it's not gonna, it's not gonna play to his benefit. He's gonna go in too confident, dude. He's not gonna expect it. <laughs> I got hand speed, dude. I got I got hand speed. I got fucking good footwork, and uh, I feel like I got a good single leg takedown. You know what you I mean? Footwork, dude. I got great footwork, dude. Wow. Ben's going to dance all around you. Nah, dude. Nah. Ben's going to try to fight me like straight up. It's not going to work, dude. Damn. Plus, I'll do some dirty shit. I'll like bite him and stuff. I don't give a fuck. Oh, it's like no holds bar? No, but... street fight Ben. If he starts kicking my ass, it'll become no holds bar. I mean, I'm only going to follow the rules until I'm, you know, getting my ass kicked. And then I'll do whatever the fuck. So you're just going to go straight Tyson? Desperation? Yeah. yeah. I, that's what I have over Ben. I think I, I have another level of desperation. Like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben doesn't need this fight, Paul. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben really wants to do it though. He brought it up a bunch of times. Seriously? Yeah, dude. I mean, I ch- I mean, I basically would get drunk like once a month and just tell him like, Ben, I could kick your ass, dude. And ben <laughs> would just be like, No, you couldn't. Ben very calmly would just like be like, "All right, let's do it right now." He's like, "No, not right now, dog. What the fuck? What are you?" Uh... Ben Ben consistently, I think, sticks to his push up regimen every day. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, among other workouts, I'll yeah. push up his fucking jaw with my fist, dude. Then we'll see what the real deal is. <laughs> I got a good left hand. You know, you guys even you guys don't even know. This fight would be so fun leading up to it until Ben just kicks your ass. It would be really sad. I could hype up a fight better than Ben, I think, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could get, like, a lot of eyeballs. Maybe that's what we should do. Maybe we should Zoom a fight with me and Ben, have people pay to get into it. We'll have Jimmy oh, yeah. do 10 minutes up top, some stand-up <laughs> up front, and then we'll do a fight between me and Ben in Jesse's backyard. We'll charge money. People would definitely pay to watch me get my ass. I wish I knew more about fighting so I could call it. We got to get some, like, Big UFC fan uh, comics. Get John Paul Rivera to do the fucking announcement. Dude, why don't we just do a backyard brawl, put three fights together at someone's fucking house, and then just charge money on Zoom to get into it. Yeah, we need to like disguise a location, like someone's garage or something. Comedy beef, dude. We get Mike Tannion versus Big D. We'll have that be the first fight. That's a weird beef. And then we'll have have, uh, Dylan... uh, Krasinski. Yeah, versus Logan. Dude, yeah. Logan would be a good... Logan's a tall dude. Lanky dude. Yeah, he reach. yeah he's a big boy. No, he, and he's got that Irish fucking... Oh, yeah. He probably has that classical Irish style when he fights. You know what I mean? He probably oh, fucks yeah. somebody up. Yeah, you're allowed to drink before the fight if you want. Like, this is completely unsanctioned. Yeah, Logan would be wasted walking out there. <laughs> It'd be like old-timey 20s boxing. Logan's just like sipping whiskey in between rounds. Yeah, we can't let him get too drunk, though. Yeah. And then, yeah, uh, I got money on him. 
for the headliner, <laughs> we'd have uh, Rick versus on John. That'd be the, the I was watching their podcast today. It was actually pretty good. Oh, they were. Anjan just started a podcast and he had Rick Jenkins and uh, Eli on. And it was good? Yeah, it was very civil. And like Rick was just like very honest and straightforward. And uh, Anjan kind of like dropped the beef with him, like straight out the gate. He's like, now that I produce shows and like book shows, he's like, I kind of get the hate that you get. Wow. Uh, it really, I, did, I watched like probably 20, 30 minutes of it. It was like over oh, an hour shit. long. And then they just had Big D and Mike Tanian on. They did? Yeah, I don't think it's on YouTube yet. Big D posted a clip of Tanny and just flipping out. Like, where the fuck has this guy been for like the last two years? This is he. I ran into him at Cityside one night, like, and I hadn't seen him in two years. And he, it was my first time. I hadn't seen him on Facebook or anything. Yeah. And uh, he was just he was wasted, but like, it was good to see him. I was like, oh, this dude's always been a nice dude, like a little, little. You know, revved up or whatever. But always keyed up. Yeah, but always cool, whatever. But yeah, I don't know. He's spazzing out. I don't know. He said some shit to Big D. Big D's called him a racist, and they've had a beef ever since. Damn. <laughs> God damn. How do you get in beef at that age? Uh, especially even Tanian's way older, right? Yeah, I think. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know how anyone can have beef in general. Like, it, it just gives me so much anxiety to think about someone not liking me all day. Like, why would you want to fucking? I just, I just send John Tyler after whoever it is. <laughs> <laughs> JT the enforcer. Yeah. Yeah, dude. This fucking. If there's anything good that's come out of this whole thing, it's that I don't need to watch. A small handful of people do stand up that I don't really enjoy watching to stand up that much. So I miss watching people bomb at open mics. I miss bombing at open mics. I miss the whole experience. Yeah, I I, I miss watching Jesse enjoy an open mic. <laughs> <laughs> I miss pretending. I can't. If someone's like bombs a joke hard, but they sell it like they thought it was going to be really funny, and it yeah. just goes completely flat. I it's an involuntary response where I have to laugh out loud. I know. I watch you do that, and I'm like, "Is this what laughter is?" <laughs> uh, I miss pretending after a show or a mic that I'm not good at comedy, so that everyone will be like, "You are good at comedy." <laughs> That's what I miss. <laughs> I miss I miss doing good at a show and then pretending like I didn't do that good afterwards so that somebody else who did bad on the show can feel even worse about themselves. That was my favorite part of comedy. It's just to like go up and do better than someone, but then act like dejected afterwards, just so that person would feel like shit for the next week. <laughs> Be like, well, this kid doesn't even think he's good, then how fucking good am I? Right, so, right. Hopefully I can get back to doing that soon. I was just getting to a point, like literally in the last month where I was like Damn, I'm not like that bad at this. And then it yeah. just got all taken away from me. Yeah, we had a good show at um one of the, the I don't know if that was near the end of the the, the world, but the um show at that brewery was pretty fun. Yeah, dude. That was near, yeah, that was near the end of it. Was I at that one? Well the lost shoe one. Yeah, I think so. That are you talking about lost shoe? No. Uh is that in Marlboro? Well, maybe we had you book for Lost Shoe. And no, we... I didn't do that one. The one we were on that you jumped on that you can't, you. Uh... Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was fun. We, we yeah. got the burgers after. Yeah. Yeah. Bummer, dude. 
Who knows? <laughs> Maybe it'll be back sooner, but I don't have high hopes. Because they say it's going to come back in the fall. Dude, like, we literally could be looking at, like, another year of, like, not doing it. And then at that point, like, I got to find something else to do. So, we'll see. Drop that EP. Yeah, I'm going to yep. drop, drop a sad boy EP. I'll I'm drop saying. my DJ mix and my skate yeah. video. Exactly. Yeah, do something. I'm going to so start, like, carving up the streets of Worcester on my fucking penny board. I'm Hell ca- yeah. As soon as the restrictions left, I'll come out there skating. Yeah, dude, that'd be sick. Be I feel like we should definitely, even in a month or two, we should be fine to grill a little bit with each other. I don't know. It depends. I mean, it's it's ultimately it depends. Like, for Jimmy, it's different because you have, like, fucking kids or whatever. But, like, for me, I'm just, like, I'm not that worried about it. Like, me and Jesse got burritos the other day, and, like, I don't know, man. Yeah, Whatever. no, I've seen like people do stuff together, like here and there, and I've and I I've had, especially in the thick of it, I had to be more conscious. Like I could have gone and worked overtime, at one of the schools I turned into a homeless shelter. Yeah, I turned it down because like my daughter has, she had a part of her lung removed when she was little. Yeah, um, when she was like a baby, like they took out a whole section of her lung, and she has bad bad asthma. So I was like, I have to be a little more. Because yeah. when she gets sick, too, I mean, she's got pneumonia before. She gets the flu real bad. So I'm like, I'm not – I took it kind of serious, the, like, distancing part. But We can just know. order food and fucking watch something on Zoom together, too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Dude, I saw this fucking family two blocks away from me. Their whole driveway is full of cars, and they're, like, the – they were like playing basketball together in their driveway and i was just like i don't think this is what you're supposed to be doing like there's like nine cars in their driveway (laughs) no i think you can go like hiking or whatever yeah i don't yeah brianna i've I've done a bunch of hikes and there's just like couples and families out and everyone just keeps their distance yeah yeah well you know we'll see what happens we'll see what happens all right I, I might have to go. I don't know if Heidi's waiting to come into the bedroom. All right, word. Well, I got to go anyway, so I'll I'll, uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Nice seeing you, right. Jimmy. Thanks for doing the pod. All right, that was awesome, guys. All right, peace. All right, peace, peace. out. Later.